0: Hi, this is Brett Blevins, and you're listening to Eleven O'Clock
1: Comics.
2: even in it if you can't it. I just don't understand. my oh, man. This is a a mystery to me.
3: No, you're checking that ship date, right? I mean when when should that thing get to you?
2: Coming Friday. Right, there we go. Isn't that nuts? I ordered it. Last night, and it's coming Friday. Well, that's good. So the world we live, live in? in.
3: Sweet. When are you leaving, Jason? Huh? You said you're going away. To yeah, yeah I, just for the week, just just the weekend, though. Okay. I,
0: don't, I don't I don't know what the time they are leaving. I think we're leaving Saturday morning. But you taking me? Nope.
2: Why? That's right. Don't,
0: don't even know where we're going. Right. I, oh, that's. Too, I'm too nasty. I'm too busy to pay attention to these things. <laughs> oh. Wait a minute. She knows where you're going. Yeah, of course. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh,
2: see, I like the thing where you're just like, "Where are we going? I don't know. Let's just head out." Oh no. no. We don't. Li- we don't live that life. Well, that, the, the planning is overrated. Got a plan. Got a plan. What? Are you kidding me? We never would have hit Fayetteville.
3: That is true. If Look, we planned it right. Holy
0: shit. No, nah, I'm saying with the fam and stuff, it's hard not to be a planner. Well, three little ones, yeah. Yeah. Not so little ones,
2: but you it's know, getting bigger. This is true. And a fine woman. Three little ones and a fine woman.
0: Exactly. Yeah, you gotta She go would that. look good last night up in that concert. She her all all the ladies were in their best, their Jimsons and stuff because of cold play. Did, did she flash her
2: titties at the band?
0: No. What? No.
2: She don't do that? She on your shoulders, nah, you're holding son. her legs, like she flash her titties. Woo, no.
1: look at me. Mrs. Wood. Mrs. Wood, this
2: is wood tits right here. You're better than this. You're better than this. <laughs> I am. You're better <laughs> than this. That's funny. <sighs> this, hey, buddies, we're back, 11 o'clock comics, episode 487, and I'm Vince B.
3: You are. I'm glad you're back. It's great to have you back. Um, no more chasing wow. waterfalls. You're in home. It, it's good. It's good. I am David A. Price.
2: What am I, lazy eye? What was the one in in the... It was left eye,
3: lazy eye. Le- I... <laughs> I'm so lazy. Oh my God. Lazy I'm not eye.
1: White I am very white. I am.
0: That's lazy what the L stood
3: for. Lazy eye. Lazy eye. Lopez.
0: <laughs> and And I don't have a lazy eye because I'm Walter Skinner. No, oh, nice. You are not Walter Skinner, but you're Jason Wood.
2: Was oh in the house. Oh, we're in that gray area, the limbo place where Discount Comic Book Service, dcbservice.com, the absolute best, that's dcbservice.com, does not have their list of specials up yet. So I can't tell you what you're going to save money on, but rest assured, the discounts will be both deep and plentiful. That's how we do DCB right. Service, yes, right. DCBService.com will deliver your books right to your door for a fraction of what you will pay at Brick and Mortar. They are the absolute best. Don't believe me. At Brick and Mortar?
3: Right. I was just going to say, I heard that question. Brick and good. Mortar. Brick and Mortar.
2: Just go to DCBService.com. If you're not already a subscriber, go there and look at the amount of money you'll save. Just click on anything. Marvel, DC, Oni, Dark Horse. It doesn't matter because you're going to save a lot dcbservice.com.
3: You, Get that list up. You saying just go sounded an awful lot like that that PSA from back in the day about the stranger danger and just just go and run and tell someone you trust. And it was it yes. Just, the way you said it, man, it's just it all just brought those those memories. Not of me you being touched, but just watching that commercial. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Well, no. Hey, what happens at cons in the hotel room stays there. Wow, it's like Vegas. Yes, that's
2: yeah. right. Yeah, um, what are exactly you drinking, Mister like Price? What am I? Oh, I'm kicking it off. Sure,
3: because you know what
2: I'm going to say. Right, That's That's why I'm, I'm a little first.
3: surprised that I'm like I'm going first. This is This is something new. Um, I am enjoying limited release Columbia Crest Grand Estates Gold Columbia. Columbia Valley uh this is uh their uh their red wine it's a uh, uh tasty little blend it's um doesn't linger it it's not uh you have not, to let it linger i, I know but it well it doesn't it's not that nasty lingering aftertaste <laughs> um yeah i know it's a zombie. so cranberries in the haze uh, <laughs> so well no that'll be in your drink but the um it's uh it's good it's good i i uh it was it was inexpensive and i mean I know you get what you pay for and everything but this is this is not too bad at all.
2: I'm a little scared. Why? Because because I'm hearing bursts of barely there static on my end. But really? we we'll yeah, we'll deal with it. We'll deal with it. It's just it's in the silence areas. I know I'm I'm hearing it now, but it's only because I'm speaking, but when you guys speak, I don't hear it, but then I hear it when you stop speaking. I'm Are just you're... a little I'm just a little concerned. We'll see. Something is off in the
0: matrix. Yes.
2: Jason, what are you drinking?
0: Uh, well, wise ass saying I'm drinking cranberry is a lie over there. Because it's just wise great. ass. No, I'm not drinking grape. Grape seltzer would be great, though. I wish they had grape seltzer. Uh, I'm drinking mandarin orange seltzer, though. Canada dry. <laughs>
3: I've been drinking a lot of black cherry seltzer with lunch at work. Love black cherry seltzer. Yeah, Have some downstairs
0: bad. right now.
2: How about you, Vince? Diet. Coke. I'm slumming it.
3: Coke. Nice. That's a
2: step wow. up. I know. I, I hate it. Yeah. That's but up. that's all we have. But you're a Pepsi house. Why do you have Diet Coke? Because the Coke was on sale and the Pepsi was not. So that's why Hilarious. we have it. Hilarious. That's what I'm saying. Man, Martha y'all, Stewart. Be, y'all be comparison shopping and shit. Martha does not buy without a coupon. So. There we go. All right. Uh, we got. I was on vacation. Oh, it was all right. Halfway through, I want to come home, really missed us. Yeah, yeah, well, there's that. It's just um you know, not a beach person, number one. Mm-hmm. I exhausted you all of, I, I did the the uh, yesterday's fun uh, stores, I, I hit those, I hit a couple of the curiosity shops, so everything that I could possibly be interested in was exhausted. All that was left was beach, not a fan. And Boardwalk, also not a fan, you know? So, what if? So, I'm back. The kids love it, though. I don't want to be... I'm not the wet blanket. I let them have their fun, and I drive. That's right. Isn't It's the same way with you guys, right?
3: Yeah. Well, I'd like to have fun. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yeah. So, comics. Let's talk about them. We got a lot to cover. Um, Comics. Comics. You what you want about? I, we, we. Um, oh, now we're French. Gang, no, we, 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 ganged up on a bunch of things, right? Uh, at least uh, Dap and I did. We got Plastic Number Four here. I got Baby Teeth Number One and Two. Oh,
3: that's world reader.
2: Did, uh, did we? Let's let's talk about Plastic while we're at it. Number, five? Yes, is number is five Four. Yes. Number Five. Is
3: Mini or Six?
2: Is it's, it wrapping up with Five? I don't know. I mean, it could. But I, I do know who it's written by. Well, Doug Wagner. Write that down, yeah. And illustrated by Daniel Hilliard. Color art by someone named Laura Martin. I think she's got a future of her. Yes. Um, this issue is a little bit... Uh, well, to call it strange, is kind of laughable. Because every issue of Plastic has been strange. But this mm-hmm. issue is, is a bit of an anomaly... As compared to other issues, because it's 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 almost low key. There are there is a couple murders in it, but it's not as visceral as previous issues. There seems to be a a, a low point, a lull, let's just say. Uh, Edwin sinks it slinks into Beliveau's cabin, kills a bunch of people, but while he's there, he finds a sizable stash of Semtex, and we all know what Semtex is, right? What is it? Plastic it's,
0: explosives.
2: It's plastic explosives, right? Um, so he, uh, Edwin captures Trey, Beliveau's son, and he uses the boy as leverage to get Virginia back. That's pretty much the entire issue. But Gwen has me a little worried. Because mm-hmm. Gwen will pretty much do anything Edwin asks her to do.
3: Uh, really, No, Because she really didn't stay put.
2: No, but she she said, you know, tell me what to do. I'll just do anything. She And she's very willing to throw herself into the fray, right? Which means she's a little bit off as well.
3: Yes. Well, we knew that he because was, she didn't was, leave.
2: He was digging homeboy's eyes out with, with a fork. And she's mm-hmm. just like, she's like, okay, all right. I'm in you know it's just I think she may be a, a bigger monster than Edwin
0: could be yeah I could, I could see it I mean we knew she was freaky from jump yeah and how calm she was about the whole thing going down that way it did
2: it's just very strange how like, how she can witness a guy getting his eyes forked out and just be like he's like Edwin's covered in blood. He's like, oh my god, just, I'm sorry, I didn't want you to see this. And she's like, no, it's alright. Okay. Yeah, I'm in. Wow, where do you find a woman like that? And uh, do I you think... Scranton. Yeah, really. <laughs> Here, Here's the deal. Do you think that there will, we'll, we'll, by the time this miniseries, if that is what it is, is it finishes, do you think Edwin may find... Something more attractive about Gwen than um his uh, his plastic Virginia? I, I have a
3: feeling Gwen is going to um basically screw up become no, no, I think I, I have a feeling that, that Gwendolyn will be basically Virginia come to life. It it's he's going to something will either happen. I don't know. I really I wouldn't be surprised if Virginia doesn't escape unscathed or unpopped, but I do think that the... Um, I, I kind of think Gwen is in for the long haul, because even if something were to happen to her, I don't think there's, as a reader, there isn't enough of an attachment to me where I think, where I feel that um, that Edwin would be so uh, taken aback or, or strike out for vengeance because she was wrong. It, it's just collateral damage or something were to happen to her. So I think I I think she is going to become a bigger part in Edwin's life when this is done.
2: How cool would it be if she if something like you said something happens to Virginia and Gwen puts Virginia's face right.
3: over her? That's exactly that, would be, what I'm that would be that would be that would be weird. A, that's, dude. That's, that's that would be I'm an awesome
2: of, awesome because no, that would just be the it, best
3: of both worlds for him. It's it's yes. Virginia and she's alive. She can actually react and and interact with him and that would be that he just he'd he'd be three second man he'd be done but it would be um it's almost kind of like what you want for this fucking serial killer dude but yeah uh no i um i i I thought his mother's the son that is so strange (laughs) uh i thought the um i mean the art has been real consistent it's it's been uh it's been stellar from jump um i i dig robinson's covers Agreed. but the um but the interiors are what um you know and i like the story too it's not you know i'm i'm i think the creative team is is in a really good group they they all seem to um uh, drive together well so i it, it part of me you know is going to be a little bummed when when this ends but um it's also not really a story that that can kind of go to long haul so um it's definitely one of those things where i'm, I'm kind of glad it, it's a comic that exists but it's not necessarily something that you'd recommend to just about everyone so uh I'm, I'm, i love go ahead
2: i love how beliveau's men are all in, in denial homosexuals
3: oh absolutely
2: yeah because yeah. they're all like oh, come on you pussy <laughs> don't be a fag you know like are you sure you don't suck dick? It's like they're everything is. <laughs> it's true. It's, the they are. They, they, so frat boys. He's called bait yep. Get that sweet ass of you down. It's like mm-hmm. they're they're all not. There's nothing wrong with being homosexual. No, but, but it's
3: still yes. These, but, these are
2: these are men's men. These like are right. big buff beefcake guys, and they're all they're, they they throw homosexual slurs at each other. It's just like admit it, guys.
3: You you're all homosexuals that's okay well maybe it is a six issues because it just says to be continued at the end of the fourth so that's usually... what do you think's going on with the
2: oh i'm sorry no, with no. the with the female army i was going
3: to ask when i mean because it's if if they've been in previous issues they've been real subtle and and i i just well, they mostly have been noticed in previous that. issues i i yes but it's it's not i mean at first, in this issue, at the fuse box, I was trying to figure out what the hell he was jamming in Homeboy's throat, and I was like, "Oh, okay." And then, I, because he had, them, he did have him in his hands in the car, but right. I really wasn't paying that much attention. But I mean, here they're they're all set up, and I mean, I would love to know if we're going to get a set from McFarlane Toys of, of these little 150 Army oh, Men from the yeah, back yeah. of the comics. Wouldn't that be cool?
0: Oh, yeah, that'd be sick.
2: But where is Edwin getting them? And what do they mean? Like, where do they come from? They're I want at least. It would, yeah, they're made of plastic. That's awesome. But I, I would like that explained to me before the end of this thing. Now, I don't care what they mean, but I just want to know where he got them. Right.
3: Because he seems to have an endless supply of them. Right.
2: And, and uh, one of the things I forgot to mention, a few people playing at home, um, the uh, local business establishments are getting tired of paying uh, Bellevue's uh, yeah. protection money. So there seems to be an uprising instigated, not only by Edwin, but the, the, uh, the local businesses are, are just like, no, we're not doing it anymore. So things are taking a turn.
3: And I'm trying to see if, um, yeah, it's almost like the businesses are in a very, um, are in a very similar order to the way they were in the previous issue when they were looking for, um, when Edwin was trying to, um, find the, the bait and, and boathouse. Um, but did you see that one female officer in her car?
2: The one female officer in her car.
3: Yep, in her car. we not reading her uh, X Dudes magazine and, and her hand kind of um, maybe somewhere yeah, she, else. Sure. Yeah. Of those little touches. And look, They all. The buttered waffle. We should have hit up a buttered waffle on the way down there. <laughs> they all eat the donut. <clears throat> they do. They do. He could, could give the entire police force the shits if he got to the donuts. He could really just, it's, man, and my man does not forget anything. He's, he's, uh, writing little nicknames on everybody's head bag. It's, it's, it, it really is a, a a solid little, uh, uh, (laughs) revenge tale. I, uh, it's, it's kind of hard. I mean, we are rooting for Edwin and, and maybe it, it maybe not shouldn't be, but considering the world where these people are in he he is the the dude you are rooting for so uh, yeah. it's crazy but but in a totally good way I, I, I like it a lot still and if you haven't read any of it,
2: you are in luck because guess what the trade paperback collection of plastic is solicited. In this month's previews. Oh, I
3: do not even look at that yet. And what issues does it say it solicits? Collects, rather. Uh,
2: I would have to get up and go across the room no, and get my previews to, <laughs> to
3: find out. I'll do that while Jason talks a spell.
0: Uh, I didn't read this issue, so I can't really speak on it.
3: Plastic tray Paperback. Um, 136 pages. Collects one through five. So maybe it is a five-issue miniseries. So it's just strange that it didn't say to be concluded at the end of the four. I, I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, because most I'm... of them do. That's why. I just... I can usually... That's how I kind of tell where we're going. If—if if we're, I mean, it's cool either way, but I mean, because of the last page, it's very hard for me to, to read the end of this issue and think we're getting another two issues out of this. Right. Just because of the pacing and the way the story's going mm-hmm. and my man's bleeding out. He's wrapped up with plastic wrap of all things. So, I mean, it's not... It's... The day is... Ending for the characters in this book, so it's it I it don't there's not enough there, I think to go to more issues in my mind. There you go Jason it's, a, it's a crazy little series I,
0: I it's one of those ones where like I give I give the creator credit for doing a story I'm assuming he he really wanted to do um without much assurance that there would be an audience for it and uh it all worked out or at least it's all working out so i give him credit i mean it's uh it is a freaky little niche story right i don't i don't i don't think like the elevator pitch for this would be very appealing to a lot of people but that's the beauty of it right yeah no no exactly yeah yeah
2: so very very curious to see how it all pans out indeed
1: mhm
2: nice why don't you uh speak on something you did read there
0: J. B. Wood. Well, let's uh, let, let's talk about the book that y'all were waiting for me to read for a few weeks because oh, I was waiting for my, my my shipment.
3: Yeah. You done wrung it out. It's not. It's no longer wet. I Dude, I'm said, telling you, said, you right? You said it was fine, but it still.
2: It was fine. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, uh, Jason is talking about the tarantula OGN, which was uh, created right by Hula. Alexis Zeret and Fabian Rangel Jr. Uh, written by Wrangell Junior, art by Zirit, uh published by Ad House Books in a very, very affordable hardcover edition. It's only fourteen ninety five. Yes, it's beautiful. It is it, it, it that, that it I is. Love that it the is paper. So why don't you uh, tell me why you think it's
0: beautiful? Well, as Daph noted noted the uh, the it's got like this that awesome matte finish. Uh, I could say it's it's not dissimilar to the way that those Marvel um, hardcover trades were they were doing them for a long time. Um, seems like they've gotten away from that, but uh, but the book the book is uh, the the hopefully we're going to get more of this because uh, the book is a subtitled case file Penumbra, um, and it's one complete adventure. But I'm hoping that we get more, and that this is well received. Um, this is. Um, how do you say uh, the art style in this is? If you don't know Zirrit, we we talked a bit. Well, we've talked about him a lot. Uh, most recently, I, I I spoke on the the space the space riders, but Vince had spoken on him sometime time before. Um, it's this this very um I say rough hewn, but very uh, I don't know, Vince. I'm struggling to how the best. To, I keep hearing you in the back of my head talking about being a little more explicit when ex- describing art. I'm trying to think of the best way to get our listeners to visualize Alexis's art without uh, them knowing it. Right. Well, I'll, how about this? It's
2: it's a rugged, um, sweaty. It's a He-Man line that mm-hmm. spe- speaks more to to the Bronze Age than it does. To contemporary comics, mm-hmm. it, it, I think it's very bronze, um, and it's no—it's um, not ironic that this story in Tarantula was set in what is it, 1978, as the, when the book opens, isn't it? Seventy, yeah, 1978. Yeah, 78. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you—it's—it's hard to. When I read Tarantula, I'm seeing uh, Paul Nashe. I'm seeing. Mm. Uh, werewolf versus the vampire woman and faster pussycat kill kill and and tourist right right
1: mm-hmm.
2: um you know so if you want to bring it to contemporary there's rob zombie videos obviously um uh, thunder kiss is is dead center of tarantula it's it's batwoman that that gray market um from the 60s movie it it's it's Psychotronic. It's it's psychobilly. It's dayglow, black light posters like Jason. I, I, that was really yeah, astute yeah, of you to, yeah. to, to, to nail on that. But I mean, it's Mexican and Spanish horror films. Yes, and, that's exactly and what it is. and Italian antiheroes like um, satanic and diabolic and criminal and sadistic and it, that that whole. Micro genre of of the uh, skull faced anti-hero, uh, I thought it's uh, Lucha Libre too. There's so much going on in this book mm-hmm. that it's it it's even has a little bit of common rider in it too. Um, with the the, the you know the henchmen and it's, I thought it was amazing. But you get
0: you, you know ahead. who should if if they ever made a movie of this, you know who should play uh, the, the the lead character.
2: Um, what's her name from uh, Fast and the Furious? Dom. Um, yeah. No. Yeah. No. Asia Argento. Oh no, she's ugh. What? No. No. Not it. No. not no. matter? No, I don't like Asia. You don't? No. Why? She's filthy. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. well you yeah. love, filthy? No, nah, that's filthy. a different. That's a different kind of filthy. I'm confused we'll talk, we'll speak on it later, but no, I don't.
0: don't. Well, so the book opens with a, uh, Mayor Villalobos is being congratulated on his re-election, and we are in his election celebration party, and it's quite the scene. There are (laughs) dudes doing mountains of coke, there are devil, she-devils, half-devil creatures making out, sappically, there are other devil creatures giving massages, Uh, they're, they're cheering to Lucifer. So it's a, it's a regular satanic Bacchanal. Yes, it Uh, is. Exactly. And then, uh, dude is walking up the stairs, sneaks away from the party, gets into an office, places a bug. And it's quite literally a bug, like a little spider bug. And, uh, lo and behold, it's not, in fact, some random dude. The skin starts to get melt away and then the, the, the carapace of the body rips apart. And it's, it's, it's our girl Tarantula in, in, uh, in costume. And she totally ridiculous. (laughs) It's ridiculous. And Tarantula is so again, for those that haven't seen the book, think of like a mix of mystique in terms of her costume with little skull motifs and starfire. She's got purplish skin. I mean, she's got a purple, purple bikini with spider webbing, a white utility belt. She's got a big whip. Um, she's got that old school uh, Bat Woman from the '60s TV show type of mask, long dark hair. I guess Raven hair. Is it yeah, right? I guess it's 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 darkish, dark reddish. Ruby lips. Uh, huge, yes. Sparks fly from
2: her fingertips. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so, she, so she she rips she rips out of the the, the costume, whips the whips the <laughs> the hell out of the henchman, jumps out the window, and we're introduced to our heroine. And it's clear she is a, a heroine of some sort, of action adventure, spy type. We don't know what she was doing there exactly yet. Um, and then we're introduced to Doctor uh, who is a, a dude dressed like a '70s beatnik with a, like a sun raw uh, medallion, which is hilarious. And then he's got a giant quartz quartz crystal head, uh, and um, and and you know we, we we're we're pretty much introduced then to the main players on both sides. But in essence, this is a this is a, a story of a case where Tarantula and her allies, including Senor Muerte, which is her mentor, and he's a he looks like a lucha guy. He's di- like a, di- a like a, a Dia de los Muerte type of a thing. He's got a a skull face, which we're not sure if it's a mask or not. I don't think it's meant to be a mask. I think it's no, it's to, not a
2: mask. I don't right, guess.
0: right. Um, but but he is her mentor. Uh, you've got, um, um, what, uh, what's the name of the, the, uh, the Sombra, who's Sombra. a you dude what, in all, what?
2: you know what that means in
0: Spanish? Uh, dream, right? Shadow. Shadow, that's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And he's in all black with, like, a cloaked mask. He looks a lot like, uh, Cobra Commander when he was wearing the hood, uh, only it's all black, like, like, if, if Cobra Commander was in a stealth costume. Um, and... We see him in action. He's a total badass. He's he is like a James Bond. He's taking people out with a, a gun, zooming in. Um, he takes on this strange vampire chick who um, Isabella. But, yeah, but like I can't figure out what's going on with her because she's dressed like a like a, like a dominatrix, but she's got some kind of like a plastic bag over her head. I guess. <laughs> right? Is that I mean? Is that what that's supposed to be? Yeah. the uh
2: the double spread when she transforms from you know uh freaky woman into freaky Batwoman, like when she gains her yeah, wings yeah. i want that i i love that spread
1: mm-hmm.
2: it's pretty baffling and say. and sombra gets dosed and during the during the thick of the fight um quarto doses sombra and he starts tripping and he, and yep. he, he, he's like, I'm so stupid. I allowed them myself to fall for that. And he sees flaming skulls and he's descending into this pit of weirdness. And there's, there's multi planar things coming from all sides. And you can see the flashing lights. It just looks like it would induce an epileptic seizure in even the most mild, um, people affected by stuff like that. But then he just pops open a something and he smells and he's like, all right, I'm better. Like the guy's got a handle on everything.
0: Yeah, he he's got a little Batman to him. Sure. In the, in yeah, the, yeah. He, he right, exactly. He gets into this nearly untenable position, but he's still got the presence of mind to have an antidote and get back quickly to 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 center. Um, and in essence, they all get linked up because they're trying to to stop a, a killer, a killer called the Penumbra Killer, and the the. Killer is known this way because he leaves a different lottery card uh, with with the word Penumbra written across it in blood on every victim's body, and they're trying to figure out who done it. And you know, Zero really is at his best, I think, when he gets to do these these crazy scenes. So, like you said, the 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 tripping part, or the part where they're showing the uh, the satanic um, uh, people making the sacrifice for the master, you know, where they're like about to stab her. And then that pay that splash page where you've got all the, 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 the beasts and the pentagrams. And then the, the woman's flayed body with the, the with the stab, but written in bloody giant letters. I mean, that's, that's amazing stuff. I mean, that, that is incredibly visceral yeah, cartooning. that, uh, that is, I think the hallmark of zero style. If you know, if you know his style, yeah, it's immediate, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what, what, uh, what, you know, that's, chapter one is essentially all that, and then when they, they cut the woman open, out comes this disgusting creature. I mean, it's just disgusting, and I think uh, done even better by the fact that the book is a fairly uh, fairly muted color scheme up until this point. Uh, and then with this beast, we see this, uh, you know, this multicolored, disgusting, kaiju-esque creature coming out of this woman's body, which is just so nasty. Um, and then we get to chapter 2 we're introduced to some more characters where Isabella reports back to her master who is another vampire by the name of Dr. Mandinga <laughs> <laughs> which cracks me <laughs> <up>. stuff. <laughs> I, I love it I love it so much <laughs> oh geez. Um, and Mandinga is like a he's, he's got a he, first of all he's got two um, mandrels. <laughs> Like as his sidekicks, all badass
2: villains have mandrels, don't they?
0: I, I guess I don't know about that, but um, he's wearing like a a lightning collared robe, it's almost like you'd see like I don't know, like almost like Black Lightning would wear when he's about to yeah. like, bed. 70s dude It's got green skin, giant teeth, but then he's got this mask, which is essentially a bat. But it looks like it's actually a bat, like it's a the body of a bat that he's using as a mask, which is crazy. Yeah, you know, I love it. It's crazy. Um, and then we get back to sort of good old-fashioned problem-solving. The their, their, the crew, Tarantula and her crew, are trying to figure out uh, the it, putting the clues together, uh, tracking down the information. And they realize that uh, each of the bodies is being placed at a certain point. And when they start triangulating the points on the map, they realize it's forming a pentagram.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And as a result of that, they're able, able to then figure out where, roughly, the location of the next attempted murder is going to be. Uh, and they go there to intervene. And there's definitely some 60s Batman homage here because there's that one scene where she's scaling the building. Right, that's exactly. Classic Batman, where, where you they show you the vert? She's literally horizontal, and, and she's walking up the, the, the building um, like as if it's the easiest thing ever. Like she's like there's no actual leverage there she's just scaling up the building um, and then they all uh, show off their badass fighting skills uh, and then they take on uh, they actually go to a Lucha Libre uh, match and another kaiju appears of sorts um, and this is like again where Zero is is his best because you've just got this nastiness where these creatures and the heads and Psychedelic colors and skin melting—it's just—I uh, don't know, man. It's—it's—it's uh, it's, it's like it would look perfect on a uh, a Santa Cruz skate deck from the '80s, right? Like it just—her like that—that's what it reminds me of, uh, like one of those awesome skate decks that all the the cool skater dudes had back in the day. Um, and uh, you know, listen, this is a, this is an, a, a classic heroic tale in the sense that uh, the good guys win. You know, the good guys eventually win. They they, they 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 triumph over over evil, but not without some casualties, and not without some foreshadowing of potential follow-on stories, including something involving the sombra. I would love to see another book that focuses on the sombra, uh, the sombra as uh, as the top guy. That would be cool. We've got some dope villains. We've got uh, Ricardo Roberto. Uh, what is it, Ricardo Robato? <laughs> I love that. Um, each of the each of the four good guys essentially has a. A villain that they have to battle. Um, yeah, I thought this book was fantastic. It's it's just a pure celebration uh, of the id of all of these kinds of stories, all mashed into one. And let and you know and and Fabian and, uh, and Alexis, who are a, a often collaborators, just having fun trying to tell a story that captures a lot of different genres that appeal to them into one cohesive story. And I think they did. A, I think it's a success. I think they pulled it off.
2: Yeah, it uh, appears to have been created as a four-issue miniseries oh was it then, well it
3: was well they, yeah they,
2: well i mean why would they each chapter is the size of a single issue well, chris
3: chris oh mentioned, i mentioned um chris Spitzer said that uh they want i think that was the original pitch and and he uh uh he persuaded them to make it an ogn because it'll stand out it won't um And it won't get uh, lost in the shuffle with everything else. Right, Um, smart. I think. I think it it reads. Yeah, I mean, you can point out that you know it's broken up into chapters of a typical monthly comic book, but I, I I think it reads great as a graphic novel. I did. uh, I I didn't. It wasn't so. um, apparent or or at least in my face i didn't i wasn't counting the page breaks or anything like that it it had a nice flow so even if even if it was single issues um it would still it would read the same but i i think that uh the fact that it's all in this nice package um is a benefit as far as i'm concerned
2: but we never found out who the penumbra killer was the, the the murders were to usher in, the penumbra. Proper, but we never found right. out. We never found out who was doing the murders because there's there's one scene that that I I had to look at, um I had to read more than once. It's when um, uh, the lucha luchador, um, D- detective Santos, he's kneeling down by the body, and. It almost looks like he's putting the card on the body. It is. It says it's in the chapter two, I believe. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's in chapter two, and he's kneeling down. It says meanwhile he's kneeling down by the body, and he's got blood on his finger. And he, it's it's outside of uh, this says Cristo viene here, and he it looks like he puts the card on the body's face. 'Cause why would he why would a detective tamper with evidence? If if he hmm. found this scene like this and he moved the card before, you know, CSI or whatever got on the scene, he's tampering with evidence. Like you just don't do that. So why is he touching it?
0: It's hmm. a good question. If,
2: unless that isn't our our buddy uh Detective Santos. It just Looks like it is. Hmm. Maybe I'm wow, wrong. That's, that's a good but we don't, don't we know. don't actually we don't actually find out who was doing all the I guess it really doesn't matter, right? Yeah, they were just yeah. they're just street street people and 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 hookers. Not that, you know, they're not people, they are. But in terms of in terms of they <laughs> gotta cover my bases. In in terms of the story, it really doesn't matter. Because the right. goal was the goal was to usher in this penumbra uh thing. But yeah, it's gonna be hard for me not to put tarantula in every category on the eleven o'clockers I loved it. I thought I thought it was absolutely perfect. Because it speaks to everything I I I groove on.
0: Well right, this is totally in your wheelhouse, right?
2: Yeah. But the art, the the storytelling, the the presentation, the coloring, um the the Mishmash of of genres in here. It's just it's everything I love in one book. It, if it was a little more explicit, you know, then it would be a lock. Uh-huh. There's, a, there's some nudity in it, but right, a little and bit. And I'm I'm a, I'm a little time. jealous of DAP because when I opened up, and I saw that spider web, DAP's spider web looks a heck of a lot different than my spider web. A little bit, A little bit. He got it personalized to him.
3: I have uh, two-thirds of the creative team have signed my book.
2: And you know what? We'd be remiss if we didn't mention that the uh, lettering, uh, which is done by Evelyn Wrangel, yeah. is in this style of the old EC Comics Leroy lettering tool. This is straight sure. EC Comics Leroy type. And it it's the book is just
0: better for it. I, this reminded me of how awesome um, everything that Ad house is involved with is. And I feel like, at least from my vantage, the output slowed a little bit this last year or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that bums me out. So I hope that this is a re- re-acceleration because uh, Pitzer's got an eye, man.
1: Oh, for sure.
2: He does. And he's smart because if you can throw a completed... Book at someone instead of like here. Here's an issue. Come back in a month, and I'll throw the next one at you. It just makes sense to give it them, give it to them all at once.
0: Yeah, I I,
2: I would. I agree. It, I,
0: I think this. I didn't know that this book was supposed to be pitched originally as a miniseries, but I think commercially, far smarter to do it this way. Yeah, of course. Because yeah. I I don't. I think we've got enough evidence to say that that this this kind of book in in single issues just there's no place for it in the direct market. Right. It's it's. Sure, there'll there'll be stores that cater to indie books, you know, in the major cities. You've got your, you know, we all know what they are. Um, you know, every city's got one or two, but 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 it won't be enough to carry the day. So I, I'd much rather see it like this, where you can buy it on places like Amazon and and discount, you know, in uh, stock trades, in stock trades yeah. and and even, at the bookstores themselves yeah, or libraries like, can buy it. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: You know, I, it, it makes it makes me just kind of shrug my shoulders that image touts itself as the future of comics. But yeah, that's true if you fit the mold of the the, the type of artist and writer that image is looking for, the Brian K. Vaughns and the you know, the Fiona Staples. There's no place at image for guys like Zirit. Think because they're too fringe. It's like it's almost like, yeah, if you're if you're cool and edgy up to a certain degree, it, you know, we'll take you. But once you get like Josh Bayer and L- Alexi Alexis Zirit and, and, and Ben Mara, where why aren't they at image? Why not? If it's the future of comics, then there should be room for all these guys. But it's like so some of them of go to comics fanatic. has a
3: certain look.
2: And, exactly um, yeah Dab, so, exactly you know and it's it, it has a certain look but it's also commercially oh absolutely via- yeah. commercially viable like i mean you look Descenders. at book like
3: plastic or okay right. i mean you look at those colors you look at the line work you look at the way that the, the stories are telling and, and how they're uh, i know that image you know is going to have some ogns they, they they have the the shaolin book that that jason was talking about in last month's previews they have uh the declan OGN, that I think is going to be in my next box. So, I mean, they're 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 experimenting with with the format, but it's um it's it's all about that look and and those, And I don't yeah. know uh, how many. Man, I think
0: you all are tripping. Why, dude? Like fucking Andrew McLean does headlopper image
2: and look at those. Andrew, and and Andrew McLean's commercially viable art style. Yeah. He's not a Zeret. No. McLean is, is a lot easier to
0: swallow it, than, than McLean's
3: work is not dirty. Mm. Zeret's work is, well, is, is mm. it, it's it's got
0: it, you I don't know, that seems like an arbitrary line to draw to me. What do you mean? Like I think you greatly underestimate the tendencies of ninety five percent of the comics buying market and direct market and what they actually deem as normal art versus out there are. I, I think most people would would most comics readers would not consider McLean any more commercially viable in his style than than what we see in these pages. I think we maybe draw delineation, but I don't think the average guy walking into direct uh, into an LCS would look at Headlopper and think, yeah, that that's that's more visually appealing than this. Because
2: it follows Mignola. Which has been deemed commercially
0: viable. Mm-hmm. There's very little difference. Oh, All right, that's a good point. That's a good counterpoint.
2: Right, but he—they've he, okay. already paved the way with Mignola, so McLean is in the same wheelhouse. Right. Of course, it's going to reach that audience. Where Zirat, what is like this? Yeah. What? Not only what is like Zirat at Image. What is like Zirat anywhere else? Right. The guy—the guy's mm-hmm. an anomaly. I'm not saying he's like. Reinventing illustration because right a lot of this there's a lot of Paul Pope in here. Yep, mm-hmm. you got you got to be honest. There's a oh, lot. absolutely. Of yeah, the first few pages. I mean,
3: it's just right there. Yeah,
2: but what what I'm saying is I'm not I'm not putting you. All right, yeah, you're
0: making your point. I, 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 right, I I'm you not putting probably. image down. I'm saying image yeah. is
2: very willing to publish things outside of the norm as long as they have a little bit of assurance that. There's somewhat of a of a payoff possible,
3: and I mean, and Spy Seal, which looks, I mean, it, it I don't, it yeah, I don't get fun, that at all. But it's, but it's it's one of those things where because of of the art style, it's something that I could see image publishing. But it, it, again, it it's a style different than what you'd get um, from here. Well, is so. isn't there a, a
2: Wasn't Horrocks lamenting the fact that he didn't get anywhere near the amount of orders he wanted? Tommaso? Oh, Tommaso. Did I say... Yeah, I was thinking Dylan Horrocks.
3: um, It was... Yeah, there's... um, It does not... um, Yeah, the orders that were coming in were not uh, promising.
2: Mm. Uh, To the point where the book won't get published? or
3: I did not read the latest um, interview or article about it, but... um, Wow. Yeah, which is is a bit of a... I mean, because it's... um, You think it's the wrong company? Wrong fit? It's possible. It is possible. I, um... You because we're we're occasionally surprised by things where I'll say, oh, well, you know, I I wouldn't expect this from Image. I could see this coming from, you know, Oni or something like that. But it's... Yeah, yeah, I think that... I, I, I look at Tommaso's work and it just it seems like it'd be something that <laughs> Fan Graphics would publish. And right. yes. Yeah. Just, just just that mm-hmm. just that vibe I get. Um it's a uh it's a, that kind of bums me up because it looks like he's he's got a um it, it was it's not like it's it's the only book he's done that image is published, so I mean he's he's done other stories and but this spice still just looked like it was one of those things that um it looked fun, and it looked like he... It was a story that he wanted to tell after all the other stories that that, that he had done. But, uh, yeah, as far as publishing Tarantula this way, it, it, who would, like Jason said, getting it, it... It would be lost. I can't imagine anyone, aside from Black Mask, who would... But, I mean, you already get all your zeroed stuff from Black Mask. You already... You know, you can get... Um, so even in its... I'd be worried that it would get lost there as well, but yeah.
2: the, no. As the boomerang comes back around, the uh, over, overriding sentiment is that Chris is very smart, very canny absolute. publisher. Oh
0: yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, All right. I'm glad. Uh, sorry, it took so long. I don't. Amazon kind of did me wrong there, but
2: uh <laughs> <laughs> under <yeah>. the bush. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. I mean,
2: it's crazy that he can afford to publish this for fourteen ninety-five. Yeah, it, it, it's actually insane. And uh, let's not forget uh, Ralph Neese nice on uh, cover uh, color. So super! It's going to just—I'm just, just going to sweep the eleven classics with that this this year. Wow! Everything, even where it doesn't fit. Of course, I, I'm going to stick so it will in. It'll be your
3: favorite collected, your favorite reprint. Yes. I like it. Exactly. your favorite your favorite miniseries because it was supposed to be four issues. Yeah, I get it. Exactly. Get it. See, That's he's good. getting it. You're you're picking yeah. it up. All right, here we go.
2: My man. What else do we have to talk about here? Come on, Jason. <laughs>
3: <laughs> why do
0: you keep <laughs> Why do you keep saying come on me? What are you oh, talking
2: shit. about? I just talked to
0: you. I want to hear you
2: talk more. I I haven't read very much, so Oh my goodness. Let me see. Um DAP. I don't think DAP read this, mm. but you did, Jason. Mm. I did, and um, I because you read it, I, I read it and I, I took your word for it. Uh, you seem to have en Yes, you seem okay. to have enjoyed it.
0: Um, I'm talking about baby teeth. Oh, I, yeah, I didn't read number two though. Okay, I saw that you read one and two. I, I yeah. I didn't realize it had come out yet. I didn't. I guess I'll get it in my box on Friday, but. Okay, Um, but yeah, I I mean, we can speak on one. I, I mean, I spoke on one when it came out, but I'd love to hear your thoughts because I told you when I read it, I thought this was right up your alley, and you are absolutely correct. Boom, but
2: it's it's up my alley because it's absurd. The the the, I think it's a it's it's a dark absurdist, very humorous take on the uh, Antichrist, um, created by Donnie Cates and Gary Brown. Written by Donnie Cates, illustrated by Gary Brown. This is getting real easy this week. Uh, color art by Mark Englert. If you will remember what Jason said when he said it, uh, we have a 16 year old girl named Sadie who finds herself with child. And she tries to hide it from the world, doesn't work out so well. Um, she only told her rebel without a cause sister, Heather, who sells drugs. By the way, yeah. um, uh, Sadie is hit with a contraction uh, that actually registers on the Richter scale, and the, the the first issue proceeds apace. Every time she gets a contraction, uh, the the very earth shakes. Uh, the baby's born. Sadie names it Clark, not after her father, but after Superman, because Sadie is uh, a. <laughs> uh, uh, a film fan and a, a comic reader, um, somewhat mousy girl with the beanie, you know, she's, she's in that, uh, that disheveled, unkempt kind of attractive woman stage, you know, it's just, the, the ones that don't try, not that they have to, but they just don't try and they still look good. Those, those kind of, kind of women. Um, in the second issue, I'm not going to spoil it. The, the second issue is basically the baby's not eating; won't take the bottle, uh-huh. won't won't hook on to mom's nipples, and she's wondering why. There's other things in the second issue. Um, the The plot thickens. We'll just say that. But no, I thought it was it, it's it's very funny series to me. Mm-hmm. Most of it in the second issue, so I can't speak on it because I'll spoil it for you All right. but it it's just it's absurd who was the father? Why is this woman giving birth to the antichrist and
1: uh,
2: it's it there seems to be a point where the realization that it is the antichrist is is had by many people because the the world seems to be in a shambles
1: mm-hmm. so
2: so how do we get from baby being born to you know this place is a mess like i I, um (laughs) it just it seems very silly and then again i wish you read the second issue because things happen that are even more silly um the steps are taken to to eradicate the baby and it's just ridiculous (laughs) Yeah, it's but uh, it, it's it's an engrossing series for me because I just I find it incredibly funny that this girl should give birth to the antichrist and she she even says in, in one part she's like, um, her sister Heather says, well, who's the father? And Sadie says, it's an immaculate conception. I never had sex with anyone. I'm crazy, you know, right? I'm I'm the dark Madonna. Like yeah, okay, I like it a lot. I do. I just. I I guess it's a the, a the biggest compliment I can give it to say that I don't know where it's going.
0: Yeah. I I don't know the story behind why it took so long between issues. Oh, what do you mean the there was a delay? Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, wasn't it? A while ago, yeah. yeah, I mean maybe it's maybe it's supposed it's to be every month other yeah. month. Yeah. yeah, maybe it is. I mean maybe that's the case.
3: He's got to so, no, no, Gary, Gary's doing some other time stuff to so. uh, yeah, and
0: maybe this is a, a a passion project, and so Gary said, "Hey, I'll do it with you." But I need, I need, I can do it every every other month, maybe. I don't know.
3: And Kate's it would make a great Doctor TV.
0: Doctor Strange. Cates is
3: the new writer on Doctor Strange. Will be. Oh,
2: nice.
3: Yeah, we'll be after. Who's
2: who's
0: drawing it? Um. Oh, um, son of a
3: bitch. Wow, yeah, I like his I stuff. Yeah, you do. You would, because uh, Nico's drawing the current run that um, that's being written. Uh, I would have to check. I do not know if it's off the top of my head.
0: He's a uh, he's he's. I didn't know this. Donnie Cates is now a Marvel exclusive.
3: Oh shit! Wow. How does that work? That well, just means that he can't do anything for DC. You'll still get in. Yeah, that's still, still a lot of means, Yeah, yeah. Isn't that nice? <laughs> that's basically what it means. Yeah, because you can still do. I mean, everybody else is. Yeah, you can still. It's that's exactly what it means. It's like if you're if you're signed with so WWE, you just can't do anything for TNA, but you can pretty much go to the independent people. But um, I did not know he was exclusive either. Good for him. At least that's. Uh, uh, it's
0: uh, Gabriel Walter. Uh, that's uh, visa, it. Visa yes, fame.
3: yes. Because I saw that on Facebook and I was giddy. Yeah. Holy and Max. I guess this was
0: announced at uh, San Diego right before it's uh when they announced Donnie and, and Walter on it um, Loki becomes the new sorcerer supreme. Mm. So I'm I'm probably out.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm out as well.
3: I guess so.
0: So
2: they and they're yeah, doing their, they're doing their, Damn. damnedest, doing their damnedest not to Make us read Marvel comics. Can, can, yeah,
0: can we speak on this for a second? I was going go to. think we should. Yeah, I was yeah. going to go into it last last week, but but um, we never got around to this. Let me preface what I'm about to say by pointing out that there are still some incredible illustrators working at Marvel. Mock incredible. Stegman, fantastic. Uh, uh, homeboy from Thor. That is. Uh, his <laughs> just keep me right. Now. Dauderman, no. oh, Dauderman, no, Russell Dauderman, oh. yeah. ri- ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, Chris, you know, Baccellio, yeah. uh, obviously, awesome. Uh, you got. Um, my point is, there, there are plenty of, of, of established cartoonists that work at Marvel, and they're terrific. So, I don't want that to be confused with what I'm about to say, which is that Marvel is putting out some atrocious art lately I'm talking like I can't believe these artists are getting a a monthly job from any publisher versus one of the big two and again I'm not saying everyone there's plenty of good looking but there are so many books that I have been trying and have just been so put off by the art that I can't fathom I can't. The only conclusion I can come up with, and I'm sure we'll be flooded by other, you know, by Marvel zombies telling me I'm off base. I have I have to conclude that Marvel is being pennywise and pound foolish. It feels to me like they have certain artists that are established artists that they're paying a lot of money to to do their thing, and then to offset that, they are hiring tons and tons of no name or unknown or young artists that can meet a deadline and are not very good. And it is totally dragging me down in terms of being able to be passionate about the Marvel Universe in the way that I normally am. Mm. I, I feel like one of the reasons the last month or two I've been so generally not as excited about comics is because I still try and read a lot of Marvel comics, and so many of them have, have, have disappointed me lately. Wow, well, you took that in a direction that I didn't think you were going with it.
2: Oh. Because okay. um, in my example, I don't even get to that stage. Like you actually pick up the books and open them
0: mm-hmm.
2: and and look at the art inside. Well, yeah, Marvel, because
0: I I still care about the characters. I still. Well, want no, them. but see, that's the yeah. thing. It, it, Marvel
2: uh, has made it where I don't even get to that point. Like I won't even read the sol- solicitations anymore mm. be- because it's just so like nothing they've done in the, in the past what, two years, has appealed to me to the point where I want to say, hmm, you know, that really sounds interesting. I'm going to try that. Secret, in, not Secret Invasion. Secret What's Empire. the thing now? Secret Empire. I don't want to read it. Um, the, the, the one thing that I was latching onto and holding dear at Marvel, it was still mine, was Amazing Spider-Man. Yep. And e- even the guy that made that book so great he pooped in his own yard like it just it just became not fun anymore so i i wish i was at your stage where i actually wanted to pick the books up and and look at them but i mm-hmm. I, I can't even get to that point it's just i'm well, just so on un- i have been i've never been this uninterested in marvel well my no, in, no, in I know 50 that, but, years
0: uh, but I, yeah i know that i mean you i think but I think that's been a trend for you. I mean, right? It's oh, of course, it's been a trend. Yeah. But I eventually break, right? Sure. I, yeah. I, I, I haven't. I
2: just don't care what's going on at Marvel.
0: Mm-hmm. It hurts. Well, I think Dap's probably more in my camp, where he's continuing to read a ton of Marvel, but he's, but but he, we are often quiet about it because, and it's not even. I mean, with a lot of these books, it's just like there's not much for I, not much to say. It's not even that I'm. There's even a lot of books that I'm reading that I I don't necessarily dislike, per se, but they just feel like they're going through the motions. And maybe that's because we know that there's this huge reboot reshuffling coming, and creatively it's got to be tough for creators to be told, all right, you got six months to do this, and it's not all going to matter in six months. Anyway, maybe that's part of it. Maybe we as readers, because we're so close to this industry and we know there's a big reboot coming, we're ascribing less importance to these stories. Could be a combination of all those things, I don't know, but but my, no, my thing is really about the art. I think the art's just unacceptable on a lot of issues. Hmm. Uh, it just really is. I, I just you know I, I yeah I just I don't know. I, I don't understand. We know because we know the dudes personally and 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 the women personally, and we see them in artist alleys, and we there are just jaw dropping creators all around the world that are phenomenal cartoonists that are clamoring to be in this business for some reason. Yep. I, I honestly I, I don't know what C B Sabolski does for Marvel anymore. I know he's long since given up being the, uh, the the main talent scout but but take him off of whatever he's been doing and put him back on that role because C B brought in a a an entire generation of incredible artists to Marvel and, and whoever took over his job is half stepping. I don't know what that means. Doing a poor job. Okay, thank you. What do you think? Dad, you're quiet yeah, about foggy. this one. I mean, do. What um,
3: do you think? I am. I'm. I do flip through um, the occasional book. I, you know, I'm, I'm going to finish the uh, the Aaron um, Bacala, Doctor Strange. I haven't finished that yet. I was really enjoying that. There are things that I try to. Latch onto and and ride out and, um, but they do they 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 do make it difficult. Like Vince, I don't look at the previews because nine times out of ten something's going to just kind of be spoiled, or I just rather um, find out as it as it happens, either from you guys or through the Facebook group. Um, it, the uh, I'm not worried because every every convention it's another news announcement about you know what's coming next whether it's going to be secret empire or it's going to be generations or legacy right. I just I just just just, just give me good stories just, just and, stop and and I'll 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 enjoy that I did um you know I'm going through Marvel Unlimited and and adding things to the library because okay I'll I'll, I'll go back and and finish that like the it was brought up on on the Facebook group. Also, the uh, the Karnak series that Warren Ellis started. The, the delays on that killed it for me. So, um, right once right. the sixth issue is up on Marvel Unlimited, I'll just I'll shotgun all six and and catch up on that. I have put the um, some of the the Clone Conspiracy issues in the library to see if I want to because um, I. It, it it hurts because it is Spider Man and I want to read the Stuart and then drawn issues. Um, but I think I kind of have to get through the Clone Conspiracy so I can really enjoy it. So it, it, that that's something in the back of my mind that I want to that I want to get to. I want to try out some of the X Men books that you've been talking about. We are currently reading. Jason and I are, are are um. It's the only issues really of Weapon X that I've read are the um, this crossover of uh, the weapons of mutant destruction which um, I don't know if we're really gonna get into that because I it seems like a cool enough team but it's just that there's it's five six issues seems a bit much for the storyline
0: yeah I mean I it, it's been on for the patrons that dap and I share our reading lists that's more consistent with it than I am but but on our reading lists have been uh, the Weapons of Mutant Destruction mini-event, which is essentially a cross between Weapon X, the new series, and Totally Awesome Hulk with a bookend... Um, well, I know there was an intro book that Mokmoo drew. I don't know if there's an outro book. Um, offhand, I don't remember. But but in essence, it's it's a fine story. I mean, they're not breaking any new ground, though. You've got Weapon X Project is back. They always come back. You've got... Strike They've got a new... they got Striker. You've got a new breed of of... Of, um, I mean, they're not really sentinels, but you've got a new breed of of, of creature that work for Up and X. They're, they're I mean, they're kind of they're they're almost. I guess they're like sentinels. I mean, basically, they're they're metallic, adamantium, self learning, fighting bots that um, can inhabit human skin. To and and they're so good at stealth that they actually they throw off. Even Wolverine and Sabretooth can't can't see them coming. Um, so, and, and they're trying to capture all of these weapon X, uh, or weapon X related heroes because they're using their DNA to breed new, new, uh, soldiers. And so you got Wolverine, you've got Sabretooth, you've got Domino, um, and then Amadeus Cho gets involved they they they're targeting the Hulk too and it's i mean again it's it's nothing i mean it it's, it makes as much sense as any other superhero story arc has made sense but it's just it's a slog it's slow paced the art outside of the Mahmoud issue is has, has been terrible um it just seems weird it seems like a, an odd event yeah. for event's sake it's like Marvel's got this idea now, like, let's take two really low-selling books, and if we cross them over, that's going to help. And I, I think it just hurts, because it, 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 like people have a budget, and if you're not reading the one book already, it's easier these days. People are if we're different. It used to be we we were such completists, we didn't want to stop our runs, so if we saw a crossover like this, we'd buy the other issues, because we damn sure weren't going to stop buying the book we already were buying. These days, it's totally different. Oh, I yeah. think that... It be- but, I mean, the behavior has been gradually changing over the last ten, fifteen years, and and it's been exacerbated by digital and exacerbated by pirating. But the behaviors totally shifted. I mean, even hardcore, longtime readers like ourselves, we're just as likely, if not more likely, to drop a book if they do something like this, because we will always we can go back to it, or we'll wait until they reboot it. It it like we don't the com- the compulsion to stick it out through something like this is gone. How often do you hear our friends or people in our group say things like? oh, I was digging that series, but then they did the crossover, or they pulled it into this event, and I just dropped it. That happens way more often now than, oh, I tried this book because it tied into the event. Like, long gone are those days when we all bought the Secret Wars tie-in books, right? Because they had the Secret Wars thing on the back, on the corner. It's just a different world. Yeah. And I, I, I hope that Marvel and DC realize this. <laughs> there, there was, um, in San Diego there was an interview, or a panel, rather, where DiDio and Lee were talking, and, and uh, I think the quote was originally attributed to Lee, but it's since been clarified that it was DiDio who said it, although it doesn't really matter, six and, six and one, half dozen, the other. But, but essentially they acknowledge, and I give them credit, that the direct market is in a lot of trouble right now, and, and they're privy to numbers that we're not. And essentially made a statement akin to we're going to try and do some things to um, keep the direct market from falling off the precipice. And you know, this is another. We're going down a different angle, but I, I thought the the explanation for what they're planning on doing was a bunch of bullshit. Um, I, I think it's all the same. It's just like, like they were bragging about how they're not going to do variant covers for dark metal. I mean, cool, dude, but you've, you're doing lenticulars for every one of your books. I mean, so it, it it's mucks next. You're all you, they, they. Both the big, both of these guys do the same things. It's just that DC did their line wide reboot months ago. And so they don't feel the need to do anything drastic right now because they're still enjoying the fruits of that reboot. Marvel's about to do the reboot. And my expectation will be after they do the reboot, the sales will bounce back up temporarily and they'll be back to the number one spot. They'll be bragging about how they listen to their readers and we'll rinse repeat. And then DC will have to pull shenanigans. But the point is, is you would like to think that they all just learn from the behavioral analysis. I mean, the numbers are staring them in the face It's just the behaviors have changed. Yes, there are still a bunch of us that will continue to buy for a long period of time or come back to them and be loyal, but but the loyalty is expressed in different ways now. Now the loyalty is like we'll come back, like we love you so much we'll keep trying. Yep. Right. That's the difference. Like it used to be. Oh, we're never going to leave. Now it's no, we're going to leave. Like we're going to bounce because we're cool. We'll let you do your little little run or have your creator that's on here. We're not digging. And then we're going to be loyal to you by coming back and trying it again in six months, 12
3: months. This is this is how I know things turned a corner for me. Um, I look at what I order from DCBS and I go through, I usually go by my previous months or previous two months because sometimes books skip a month, especially image books, and I'll, I'll add those, like my department age, my black hammer, and then I'll go through... The DC and Marvel section. Marvel section keeps getting smaller, but the issue, I think the title that really hammered it home was The Punisher. It would not matter who was doing it, what it was about, whether it was in the 616, or the... I'd be on Punisher. Punisher book is out. I'm on it. Once Steve Dillon died, I kinda didn't care as much, and... I figured just like you said, we're always gonna be able to come back. I will now look for those issues in the back issue bin at New York or next right, year at right. Heroes. I'm in no, I do not need to buy them right now because I'm not gonna read them right now because I'm not, I'm not feeling like I need those in my life right now.
2: it's one of the, one of the problems I'm having with Marvel is that I don't care to read their new books mm-hmm. and all of their epic collections or their their re. <laughs> Repackaged trade paperbacks, I have everything I would ever want to read from Marvel. Mm-hmm. So I don't even look at the the trade paperbacks offerings for the month. That the the Marvel catalog that comes with my, my Diamond Previews, I don't even open it. I don't I don't care to see what it is. I just don't look at it. And that's right. that's that's just like so strange for me to do that. Mm-hmm. I would like it to change, but um, this this legacy thing where they say, "Okay, you're going to have," we think we're going to have the the original heroes, and you're going to have their their contemporary counterparts. I have zero interest in that.
0: It, it so I've been meaning to ask you about this. So let, let's let's hold that steady. What you're saying that you have no interest okay. in that. If we go back to two two and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. You had a similar disdain for DC. We couldn't get you to talk about DC. <laughs> right? We busted on you all the time. Never read DC. I'm, not, I'm done with it. Blah blah blah. You know, even Spider, even Superman and, and Batman, you just weren't you just weren't feeling it. And from my vantage, what brought you back was the reboot. That's what got you to you tried them again. They're back to their classic sensibilities, the classic versions of the heroes and you got excited and came back. Now, I'll give you a chance to tell me if if I'm misinterpreting that, but that's what it seemed like to me. Mm -hmm. So if I'm right about that, then why wouldn't Marvel doing this now be the same catalyst as it was for you to go back to DC?
2: Because Marvel is more egregious than DC, much more egregious in, in DC in reverting to type. And what I mean by that is, let's have an event. Oh, look, Hawkeye killed the hulk which we all know is bullshit right but for the moment that's the big deal hawkeye killed the hulk marvel plays that stupid nothing will ever be the same card every single event and yet people keep reading it dc to their credit since rebirth have Mm. not have not played the bullshit nothing will ever be the same card marvel does it all the time I can't be a drone. I can't sit there and smile and say, oh, this is awesome. This is so much fun. It's exciting when we've seen it a million times before.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. And and shame. Like if if I was going out with with a woman and she cheated on me and I, okay, here's the deal. I'll accept your apology this one time. And then I took her back and she did it again. Whose fault is it? Why should I stick with this? This. Attractive. Well, right, blah, let's, blah, blah, let's flip the script to, posit-
0: to me. Let's flip the script to positivity for a second. All right. What could Marvel do to lull you back? And and here's why I bring again. I want to bring the parallel back to DC because I would argue that one that, that there's lots of kernels of what DC has done. <laughs> I would say, from a business perspective, frankly, it looks to me like the effect of of the rebirth is is waning, if not already waned, commercially. Like I, I think the numbers are getting back to where they were. It's but so it seems weird. like the goodwill towards the publisher is better than it was two years ago.
2: Well, wait, can um, we just stop on that for one second before sure. you get mm-hmm. the 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 effects in the marketplace of rebirth are waning, but the books are still
0: good. No, that, that's what I'm saying. The, the, right. The, so the I mean, general. Well, no, no. But that's right. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm acknowledging. What I'm saying. So I think right, we so generally.
2: What I want to know is where's the problem? Like do, this. See, this is the problem I have with business in general. DC is in in the publishing arena to make money, mm-hmm. right? We okay. The books are are good, but they're not selling what they did sell when Rebirth be- began. Whose fault is that? Like, how do you how do you as a business person say, well, we got to fix this? Where do we fix it? The books are still good. Batman is better than it has been. Even I'll argue, even when Snyder was on the book. Right, and from my perspective, I think Batman's better under Tom King than, it, than he was under under Scott Snyder. Right. So, but, and why? Well, it, I
0: mean, yeah, Batman's just a poor choice here because Batman's the only book that's still selling well. All
2: right. Well, literally, super- it's
0: the only, it, Batman is the only book that's selling over a hundred thousand copies. Period. It's insane.
2: <laughs> okay, let's let's use the Superman books as an example. Under okay. Tomasi, the books are far more readable than they were. For the entirety of new now new fifty two, um, what came next? Flashpoint. Po- sure. the, the, the Superman was horrible. Sure. And yet, there's a problem because they're not selling.
1: No 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 like, no, like,
2: no. I don't you're, get it. You're I don't the get
0: conversation it. In the direction I didn't intend. I'm not suggesting that there's a problem with DC. In, in, on I'm just making the point that for all of the sturm and drang about how DC fixed things with rebirth, right? They care about the numbers more than they care about the critical reception because. They care about critical reception because generally books that are good and are liked are read more. That's the only reason they care about critical reception. Makes sense. And a year and a half into it, I would argue that the effect of these books being quote-unquote better aren't necessarily being seen in the marketplace anymore. But that wasn't where I was going with this. Where I was going with this is, I would argue that one of the reasons the books are better, or at least perceived to be better by a lot of us, is because they have stayed away from events. It's right. Right. So... If Marvel follows through on their promise that we are not going to see an event from them for two years, at, at a minimum, will that not pique your curiosity? Sure, but they won't.
3: Well, I'm not, I they, well, mean, they're on record saying they're I, going to. Right, I'm not going to worry about, I'm not doing this because I just know that they're going to go back on their word. It's.
0: I mean, all these guys go back on their word eventually because they, that was my point about the DC thing about, oh, the whole year of the now stands up. Oh, we're really trying to yeah, help. We're he knows, not going to do, do variant covers. It's like, dude, you, you just did fucking 100%. There there's variant like,
3: cover on every goddamn book. There's, there's yeah, variant covers. I mean, this, for for three months, you're not yeah, going covers on Batman. your event. Like, yeah, yeah. You have a cover and an Neil Adams
2: cover. To, to me, as a longtime reader, it seems that Marvel will take advantage of the um, long term. Tendencies in its readers before DC will meaning the it it, it seems like Marvel will play the, the the stupid event card every three to six months and, it, and that the event card drives me crazy to begin with that's the thing I'm putting my pants on when the event card comes out when when the character dies I'm walking towards the door and and like they just revert to type every single time and they know that the people are going to put up the readers are going to put up with it DC didn't seem very willing to do that. And they haven't over this whole rebirth thing. That's why I'm still reading it. But the first indication that, unless it's Watchmen... It will be. Okay. (laughs) But unless the event is Watchmen, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to read it. And I I, I won't have a... a, See, it's almost... How could I not read it if it was Watchmen? Mm Mm-hmm. I got to know what's happening there.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But to, to, to my point, there has never been, aside from Secret Wars, there has never been a Marvel event where I got to know what happens. Secret Wars was cool because it was the first one. I was like, wow, this is really neat. But every subsequent one, Mutant Massacre, well, what the hell do I care? I don't have to know what. I don't care. So I've been, I've been jaded Marvel for a long, long, long time.
1: Right.
0: The
2: thing that kept me in was Spider-Man and the Fantastic Four. Right.
0: Okay, but we know Fantastic Four is coming back. Says who? It's, I mean, it's part. That's going to be the centerpiece of the reboot. Well, who's doing it? Do we know? No, we don't know yet. But I mean, you can guess it's going to be one of two or three people, right? Yeah. I
2: did. Was it said at San Diego, or was it? No, I mean, but I. It,
0: it, no, but we. I mean, dude. So like, don't... all right. I, put, put it this way, I. It's widely rumored, and it would make no sense to me for Fantastic Four not to be the centerpiece of this.
2: Okay. So if if,
0: if, if Fantastic Four is coming back, does that you're not going to try that? Of course I'm going to try it. Right. I have to try it. Yeah. Because my point is, is that Superman was I – mean, look, I don't read Superman anyway, but y'all were in – and you weren't the only ones that I, other podcasts I listened to that were in the same boat. I mean Superman was in a way, a bad way. Horrible way. because, and this gets back to what I was saying about the new loyalty is going back and trying these things again. So y'all weren't feeling the soups, then they did the rebirth, you tried it, and then you're like, oh, I'm going to try it, and then, okay, great, it's good. Right? And so that's what I said. I mean, if Marvel commits to the no events and they put FF back on the rightful place at the mantle and so forth so on, you're going to try it. Dap and I are going to try it. It's not incomprehensible to me in the way that the cycles work that six months from now we're going to be saying, "Oh, Marvel finally got their head out of their ass," right? I mean, that's entirely possible. Um, it's not probable, but it's possible. I mean, but I, see, I don't, I don't understand. Like, not probable. See, I, I have, I struggle with your ability to act as though Marvel and DC are different entities. They are exact. They, they behave in exactly the same way. The only reason it's different is the shifting of the time. Sometimes Marvel's more egregious when they're desperate. Sometimes DC's more egregious. I think they behave commercially in identical ways.
2: I just don't like being taken advantage of. When you when you belittle my intelligence with the death of a major character, mm-hmm. I'm out. I'm out. It's, it's 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 the oldest trick in the book. It it holds no gravitas, like you say. It, it it's actually um, an insult to me. Yeah, I'm all
0: with you there. I'm not. You insult my intelligence, and
2: I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna call you friend. I'm not. I'm just not mm-hmm. doing it. And that's they. They. They just keep doing this over and over and over. And I just, I, dude, I'll be 52 in in two days. Yeah, you will. I can't. I just cannot play this anymore. And we don't play
0: that. No,
3: uh, it, it's two I days? think three,
0: it's, three days. It's, Yeah, two days by the time people hear this. Right. Yeah,
3: three days. Um, I know that you know we've, especially Vince and I, have been hard on on Superman because we wanted a Superman that that, that we could read again. And we got it, yay! But
2: did you notice though? We haven't been bringing it up.
3: Well, yeah, I've been, I've been, you've been it. I've slugging been it out. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because I'm waiting. I'm behind. For, I know, and I'm and and I'm waiting for you because I'm. This is one thing I want to bring. I want to ask you about. So I'm just.
2: Well, next week I'm going to talk yeah, on speak right. on some
3: Superman. Let's see, the um, not next week, <laughs> the week after. Okay, <laughs> I am. I think I'm harder on Marvel. In my mind, um, and maybe the legacy thing will help and and put me in a better mood. But I'm fine with DC because DC. Has a history of rebooting their characters they had earth one they had earth two you had different versions of the same character
1: mm-hmm.
3: so it wasn't the same character i may have been growing up reading it was just it was it was just that version and and i'm that's that works for me when i think about dc with marvel there's only been one peter parker Spider-Man has only been one Fantastic Four family. There's I mean yes, yeah, the Ultimate Comics later on, but eventually, I mean reading all that during the 616, there's just one version of these characters. And now after the Hickman Secret Wars, it was I I'm not sure what's what and 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 it's worse than, you know, DC's one year later after Infinite Crisis. It's just I'm it's it's a bit of a mess. I'm not sure where anybody is and then we have something like like this new and improved and and well-to-do Peter Parker that that completely throws things in, in a dizzy for me. It's just I, so I don't want the the tricks and the gimmicks from Marvel with their characters. I just want the, the characters that I'm familiar with because they've been there. I mean, yes, they. It's Tony Stark was now not injured in the Vietnam War. It was something a little bit more recent so the timeline can fluctuate but they're still the same it was still that peter parker was bitten by that spider on the school trip and and it's there's the consistency there with the characters with, with, with their base and that's i'm not getting that right now which is why it's fairly easy for me to just kind of walk away until they in air quotes fix their shit or or reshuffle the deck chairs whatever you want to say i just I need I need to be I need to know who these characters are. There's no familiarity with me and them right now. And and but I think
2: it's it's easier to forgive Marvel for the modern retcons, like Tony Stark being injured. Right, it's it's a sliding timeline. That's fine. because as as long as it's as long as but it's still he was getting injured. injured Some kind of skirmish, right? Doesn't matter if it's, you doesn't know, if it's uh, Vietnam, World War I. It's both, right? Right. Tony star uh, Iron Man, is not the Shadow. You can put Iron mm-hmm. Man in any era, and he would work. Right. Whereas you take the Shadow out of the 30s, it just falls apart. Right. Unless it's with Batman, but um, the, the same thing with like Doc Savage and all the pulp characters. That th- those they fit in a in a certain time period. Peter Parker. Can with this new homecoming like that works because he's he's a kid and blah 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 we've seen it before it doesn't matter what time it is it's just that when when you take the 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 reader's involvement into your shared universe for granted and you start well n- not taking uh, i don't don't even know how to say it without getting all pissed off if Mm -hmm. you take it if you take advantage of my investment in your shared universe i'm i'm just gonna leave i'm done i've been reading your books for 45 years Mm -hmm. and shame on me for falling for the same old same old every Mm -hmm. single Mm -hmm. time but that's what that what bothers me is when i when i'm when i say i'm done i get called out because of, I do have a tendency to go back, and there's two reasons: Spider-Man, Fantastic Four. That's that's the reason I go back every time. And with DC, it was Superman, and probably like it was Tom with Omega Man that got me a little bit more to read DC. But it, there, there are there and it, it, New Gods, right? You say New Gods, I got to read it. But mm-hmm. it it's, they prey on our uh, they they they. they pull it on our, on our heartstrings because we've been around for so long. I think it speaks more to the fact that we, the, 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 the stalwarts of the, the direct market are old white dudes like us. What's going to happen when we, when we die off? The direct market's going to crumble, right? Don't you, don't you think the, 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 the things that are propping up the direct market now are old white dudes, who've been reading these books for decades.
0: Yes. Yes, I've made that point. I, that's my point. I think that, and that's why I say I struggle with giving DC too much credit here. I, I think DC um, panicked and said, the only people that for sure are going to buy our books are the old white dudes and we need to make sure the stories are nostalgic for them and they just want the same story over and over again. So we're going to go back to doing really good versions of the same stories that they have always had. And it's worked, or at least it worked. And that's fine, and, and hey, like if, if they have a mandate to get their numbers up, that was probably the easiest, most predictable way to do it. But I think from uh, keeping the industry viable longer term, mm, yeah. I think it's likely the wrong decision. Um, now, you want to tell me you're going to double down and you're going to do both? Yeah, okay, that's different, but that's not what they're doing. I think Marvel's come to the same conclusion. That's why we're going back to the quote-unquote original numbering, and we're doing the generations and it's like we're promising you're going to have the same old characters that you always loved back in their original versions and again people like us are probably going to be on the air talking about how that's great and we're finally back to having good stories but you have to interpret it as what it is which is that they've basically thrown their hands up and said the direct market's not going to allow us to get lots of new interesting readers aboard consistently anyway so why bother and I think the the realer the broader issue and we've touched on this a few times lately is that Digital's is doing okay. We don't know numbers for digital like we do through Diamond because they're not public. But we we know enough people within the industry that are willing to tell us things off the record that that digital sales have really slowed down. They're growing still, but but the but the rate of growth for digital is far slower than I think most people at home would be believing. Um, it's it's the, you know it's it's not a brand new channel at this point that's just growing by leaps and bounds and replacing the old channel. So that to me is, is super odd because I, while every other type of entertainment is, is dying the traditional version, it's being replaced quite rapidly by digital. And so I only can conclude that, that what's actually broken is not the interest in digital comics. What's broken is the mechanism for people to find digital comics because I'm telling you, as we've talked about and we know, for every person that buys a book on Comicsology. There's a hundred people that are there that, that are torrenting it and reading it, if not a thousand. Yep. these books are being read by lots of people. There's not being paid for, and I don't know how they fix that. I really don't like. I'm not. I would. I'm not envy. I'm not. Um, what I was gonna say. i I'm not, I empathize. I, I. don't know if I were magically hired if they said Woodrow be the COO of Marvel or DC. I, I. I don't know that I would have the solution. For how to fix that?
2: Well, don't you think that lowering the cover price would help?
0: No. Free is still free. If it's if it's the click of a button for people to get a free thing, th- no, what's it matter if it's a dollar or ten
3: dollars? Their 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 biggest decision is which which zip site they're going to get it from it's not even yeah I mean honestly
0: the only decision I see being made is the people torrent everything and then they they just decide what they're going to bother reading right like they, like the only it's not a question of what should I go get it's what should I read yeah. now that I've got it all and so the, the numbers p- are there and we, you know we had a great discussion on our Facebook group where we brought this up and a couple guys started throwing out some pretty cool uh, analysis that they've done by looking at uh, Google query rates and how often things are searched for and you know, the, you go and look at the search rates for Marvel and DC torrents or downloads or, or or digital copies, and, and I mean, we're talking millions and millions of hits each week.
2: So you right? don't and think the
0: that they're selling ten thousand copies in the in the stores? So you something's don't think missed.
2: that making it attractive to the to the consumer to the point where it's easier just to pay for it
0: than it is to steal it? I think that would affect a small group of people that are our generation, who. Still, who take the stance of "Oh, I only download it because it's the easiest way to get it"? If they made it easy and affordable, I wouldn't. I wouldn't steal it. And I think there's a group of that, sure. And maybe since we're talking about tens of thousands of sales, that might help. But dude, I think it's a new paradigm of people believing that content should be free.
3: Yep, especially if it's digital content.
0: And it's not, yeah, it's no. That's what I'm saying. And, and that goes to movies and TV and sports. I. I I know people. I was a. Uh, I was at a place. I'm not going to blow them up, but I was at someone's house um, last weekend, and they use a, some kind of digital torrent site to watch sports from all over the country, just live sports. Just it's another app they just use, and it's you know. I mean, it's it's just a it's a cultural moray, and the problem is that comics are the easiest thing on the earth to torrent because they're small files, right? They're small digital visual files. They're not hard to they're easy to pass through. They're quick. So I don't know how they fix that. I really don't. I, I'm not sure. Cause the new readers we keep talking about wanting to get are also the people that are into torrenting or into downloading, right? They're 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 young people that, that think content should be free. So I don't know how you get them to pay for stuff that they've spent their childhoods reading for free.
2: So for Marvel and DC, it it, it would only apply to those two. I guess that the the losses they incur on the digital books are acceptable because if, if you have a movie that makes a billion dollars, it kind of makes the fact that you're losing a couple hundred thousand dollars every issue or, or a bunch of issues on the, on the print stuff, it, it's kind of laughable. You just made a billion dollars on this movie. So well, this, to hear then, the yeah.
0: companies tell it, though, that's not how they feel. I mean, the, the management teams of these media companies fully expect any division to be profitable in its own right, and that's one of the reasons that you're hearing guys like Lee and De acknowledge a problem because their their bosses, Diane Nelson and her bosses, aren't trying to hear, oh, we don't care if you guys make us money. They're saying you make us money, or what do we, we? Honestly, why do Marvel? And, if that were true, why do Marvel and DC even need to bother to publish comics? They that's own the right. characters, right? And, that's what I'm saying they don't i mean so, I'm, so my point is is i think they'll tolerate minimal profits from the divisions but they're not going to tolerate losses for long i mean believe me as someone who's owned shares of disney and shares of time warner in, in my career as a portfolio manager i assure you that they do not accept lack of profits in any division for long just that's kind
2: of, that's kind of like what I was getting at before how I don't understand business. I don't understand how every quarter you're expected to make more than the quarter before. It just doesn't register with me. It's a, it it's impossible. If you sell a widget and and you're that's your your one thing is you you make a really great widget, you sold a million widgets this quarter, La- the next quarter you sold 900,000 widgets Yet you still made money, but you sold less. Why is that a bad thing? It's just this this constant need to 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 eclipse the quarter before. It's it's unnatural. There, you're, you're, there's going to be a quarter where you're not going to do it. I know I'm 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 speaking like someone who has no conception of of business, and I don't. I just don't understand how can it can be accepted or expected to do better every quarter. You got to do better than the last one, but we. It's it's unrealistic.
0: It is unrealistic, but it's the nature of capitalism. I mean that's the whole world. I mean, if the if the world's economies don't do better every year on year, we're in a recession and people lose their jobs and people, I mean that's the that's the great scheme of the financial world, which is that it's always been about growth. Right? I mean so that I mean yeah. that's that's just the nature of capitalism. I mean it's unnatural. Um, it's weird. <laughs> but 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 neither here nor there. The point is is that the publishing companies are expected to turn a profit. Right, right. So
2: I don't know, brother. We, kind of um, here. I, I, we
0: I don't know. We mean, did. I, we yeah. did,
2: but I mean I, I want to talk about great comics and yeah. I read twenty of them.
0: You did. That's great.
2: I did. Um uh, they're they're neither Marvel nor D C. They are from um our brothers and sisters across the water. This is two thousand AD. Get your frog on, son. The great, great anthology. I've read Prague's 2020 to 2040. Mm -hmm. 21, 20, whatever. Uh, A a, a bunch of issues. Mm -hmm. And um, as historically, 2000 AD has been a showcase for what? Judge Dredd Mm -hmm. and and company. But at the top of the, the, the food chain, you have Joe Dredd. And it, it stands to reason he's their most popular character. He should be in the limelight. And he's uh, in these twenty issues. He's uh, Judge Dredd is always the first story. There's no deviation from it. You open mm-hmm. up the book, you you, you get your um, welcome message from Tharg, uh, and then it's into Judge Dredd. That's that's very comforting to me to know that Judge Dread will always be the headliner in 2008 D because as far as, as long as I've been reading the book red is the showcase. He may not be on the cover of every issue, but but dread is the the feature story. And that just makes me feel good. Some, the, uh, the dread stories are always good. They, they never, in my estimation, never fall below good, but sometimes they're, they're great. (laughs) And and I hope DAP agrees with me, and I, I'm burying the lead here because this this storyline just filled my heart with such joy that I want to talk about it first. Which one? It, it is it is called Harvey, and it appeared in Prague 2024 to 2029, written by John Wagner, who co-created Judge Dredd yes. with uh, Mister Esquera. And uh, illustrated by the amazing John McRae. Yes. Color color art by Mike Spicer. Here's the rub, Jason. Um, Bring it. You would think that being a judge is a very, very risky business. And it is. You, mm-hmm. you, when, when you're responsible for uh, maintaining law and order, Mega City One, more often than not, you're in the line of fire. And that's exactly what happens. The judges are dropping like flies. Law enforcement can't keep up. The Justice Department can't train new judges fast enough to meet the demand. So what they do is they introduce the Mechanismo unit, which is a robot judge. Um, But when you have a machine as the arbiter of justice, things go a little wonky. Early versions of of the uh, mechanismo unit proved unreliable um erratic lots of research and development and time pass um, this story harvey introduces the mark 8 rv mechanismo unit which uh has been features significant improvements on previous versions the armors all tricked out the weapon weaponries upgraded um and the the reason why they call it the rV model it has uh it's called the responsive version because it has an AI capable of compassion and humanity when when warranted um, the uh, alphanumeric designation also prompts the designers to rename to name the unit Harvey get it r v haha RV. it's British so they pronounce Harvey, Arvey. Uh, but the behavior patterns of the, the Harvey unit were modeled on Joe Dredd. So at, at least his um, approach to law enforcement. So they offer Dread the opportunity to test Harvey in the field. Cool beans, right? So when, when Harvey meets Dredd, Harvey, the robot, calls Dredd a legend. Mm-hmm. And Dredd's like, was the unit program for flattery? <laughs> what's, going, what's going on here? Uh, but the in one test, um, Harvey collars a group of perps and they're, they they stink of illicit substances. And he he beats the shit out of one of them. The one guy won't comply. He he asks asks him a question. He will not comply, and he beats the crap out of him, just like Judge Dredwood but but after all the arrests are made Harvey learns that one of the perps has a son that has been kept away from him by his mother and this is where it gets a little strange Harvey bargains with the dude he he reduces his sentence because he wouldn't be any use to his son if he was in jail it, it, he reduces the sentence in exchange for info on where he got the, the drug it's called Ziz um, this is totally unlike Judge Dredd. Dredd would just say he 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 operates in accordance with the 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 letter of the law. But now you have a machine that is willing and capable of realizing that the law is up for interpretation. Dredd doesn't do that. Dredd is like, okay, this is what happens. You 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 step into this territory, you get three years. You do this, you get five years. Where Harvey would be like... He's very willing to bend the law. So the... Gist of Harvey... That I got out of it is... It it, it features a character that's not Judge Dredd. But Mm -hmm. in featuring this character... That's not Judge Dredd... We get a better insight into what is Judge Dredd. You have a machine that is more capable of humanity in relation to the letter of the law than an actual human being right dread is so bound by the, the 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 law that he will not deviate and if you have something that circuits and wires and and ones and zeros that is more willing to 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 deal with humans i think this this story is magnificent
3: what did you think that i thought it was fantastic i um right i i thought the it emphasizes that Joe might be a bit of a relic. He's got his ways and, and it's definitely, um, a way that works and he knows the system and he's very strict, but, uh, during the, the testing stage, um, his evaluation is going to matter to those in charge as far as whether or not they're going to, um, continue rolling out the robots and uh yeah judge hands go ahead no 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 go um judge hands in his evaluation and while found Harvey to be a very competent judge um and may have showed a bit more compassion than Joe definitely would have, for uh, oh, sure. Yeah. Still within um, the the bounds of, of the law, and more so than than probably any other human rookie would, because a human rookie would probably just want to uh, impress Dread and and uh, live up to that Legends uh, output. But um, when Joanne's in his evaluation. Uh, they're. It's. It's not. Uh, they're not following his recommendation 100, and and that uh, which I'm glad to see that that wasn't the end of of the story because uh, or for this particular arc because you 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 see um, it's nice that. that Joe Dredd doesn't have the final say and and it's the end of the story we got to um, they were able to offer a counterpoint and then you get to see of course uh what happens when things go a little um a little awry and and it's it, but
2: I, it, it it's insane to me that that he would fail harvey it just doesn't make sense the the, the robot acted. In every instance, the way he should have, he
3: should have, but not the way because right. and of d- the law that Joe dreads just being a dick. Absolutely, he's just he's, he's just being a dick. He's an antique, and he's got his. So yeah, it, he's just. It's it's like it it's like your grandfather who says the n word. It's like you know. It's just like, dude, we're we're, we're past that shit, and like you know, but you, it, you it, need yeah, to it's evolve. It's so frustrating. It's funny how Joe, the robot, is more evolved than joe dread and, and it's what i'm saying just, yeah and it, it just it it hurts a little bit because you kind of don't want because especially after i read um dread predator aliens it's you know that that's still the judge dread that i remember reading over the years he, you know judge, i love judge dread
2: right we are, we both do i think even even jason likes it to a certain extent but it and it, it's it when it when it's just Joe Dredd in his in his Mega City One environment, it, it works and it, it has worked for for decades. But it's when you sh- when you counterpoint Dredd's behavior with something that like this, then you realize that the dude is he's like you said, he's a T Rex. Mm-hmm. And and it's frustrating because I wouldn't want to read stories featuring a person that's unwilling to change. But I do because they don't you you don't realize that because they they don't shove it in your face like they did in this 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 arc. Dread's a pain in the ass in mm-hmm. this arc. Oh yes. But he's proven right t- to a certain extent because when r- r- um regardless of his failing grade for the Harvey units they release them into the wild anyway, and that 's when things go awry, but not with Harvey it 's very important it 's like Robocop there 's something about this one Harvey unit that is the anomaly, and the other ones aren 't like him right so we 're going to see more of this unit, I hope, in the future, but it 's just an amazing story, and it just I, I think these 20 issues are have been a sweet spot for for 2000 AD I, I keep an eye on it and when when some of the serials are really floating my boat then I'll I'll go all in like I did now but there's there there with any anthology you run the risk of it some stories outshining others it, it happens but in 2000 AD's case sometimes the entire book is just good so I, I can't really bring it to the table, but this twenty issue stretch, there's some really great stuff in here. I'm hoping it's it just keeps the momentum they, they may be able to maintain it. Cause Dap, did you read anything else than the um the Harvey?
3: I read the um I read some of or skimmed a few of the um of the other stories in each issue that I've read. In each of the Harvey issues.
2: Okay. Well, one of the things I was very pleased to see is Scarlet Traces was back. Mm-hmm. Written by Ian Edgington and illustrated by good old Disraeli. Uh, this is the Cold War book, too. And if you've read Scarlet Traces, you know it's a, uh, a uh, inter- uh, reinterpretation of, of War of the Worlds. Um, and in this one, the Martians use continent size starships ships as big as Australia, and they 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 they're creating a shell around the sun in order to exterminate all life beyond venus in the the Martians were beaten and they retreated to Venus, so in order to uh, throw a big old bony f u finger at the the entire solar system, they're just gonna obliterate all life by keeping it keeping the sun in the safe zone and everything beyond that is gonna die it's it that's a cool solution. you don't have to fire a gun at someone who can't exist because the the heat of the sun and the light of the sun is not it's just gone it's cool it's a good solution it's a good way to do it but um. There's a, a series called Brink written by Dan Abnett. Woo, woo. Um, it's about a uh, humanity has moved off the planet. We, we now live in, in space stations. And something goes very, very awry on this uh, space habitat called Galena. And it may be a cult. It may not be a cult. And someone's brought in to, uh, to figure out what's going on. It's a great it's very dry. It's very British. Yeah. But I, I was captivated by it because it's it's a mystery. What? But it's set on a space station. So like, you know, it's not Saturn Three.
3: Some of the um, I didn't dislike the art style, but some of the art from um, Colbard was a little inconsistent here and there. It's very, it's very, it's very cold. Oh, absolutely. It, but it's it fitting, which is, fit. to... yeah. It, yeah, it, it, yeah, yeah, It's,
2: it's fine it's cold. Right. Um, Pat Mills does a series, a serial called Defoe, which is basically a Puritan badass destroying the living dead. And it's all done in graphite uh, by uh, Colin McNeil. I love this, this strip. I know you
3: would. It, 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 it I, reminds me of uh, Fraser Irving a bit yeah yeah a little bit um, and it's weird that it is it's that's the only serial that doesn't that the creators are credited in that little uh case file box right it's it's I'm looking at the first page of uh, part one
2: yeah it's an anomaly yeah. they don't have the two thousand a d you know the 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 credit right. box uh basically you have a chapbook writer. It's it's a it's a thinly veiled analogy into the comic industry. You you have a, a failed chapbook writer who uses a book of dark magic to inflict revenge on the publishers that spurned him. That's basically the story, and uh, he uses the Living Dead to take revenge on the publishers. That's it, but it's just so gorgeous to 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 witness. Disgusting living dead. They're called oh, reeks.
3: Yeah, they are freaky looking.
2: They're they're falling apart. You yeah. could see through their their jaws or their I, their ribs. <laughs> Nuts. No, but I I had such a great time with this 2000 AD that it didn't demand anything other than my time. It um the 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 dread story. You don't really have to have uh, a encyclopedic. Uh, knowledge of Judge Dredd. He's a badass cop in a in a uh, an overcrowded, crime ridden city. Mm-hmm. That's that's all you need to know.
3: Did um, you mention the uh, the Dead World story?
2: I did, but I'm not. I I, I it, it, that's a mystery to me. It's an alternate reality. That's what I thought. It's an alternate reality where Judge Death is the chief judge. And Judge Fairfax was trained by him, and somewhere along the line they split, and the Earth, the, there seems to be some kind of apocalypse that happened, mm-hmm. and people are sick and dying, and uh, it's it's the, the the great dark judges, but in a an an alternate dimension. I I I wasn't with it from the beginning. So I'm a little shaky on the premise but Dave Kendall's art is just astounding. Fully painted beautiful. Um each panel is a little little beautiful little painting. I love it, but I don't completely understand it. I'm okay in admitting that. I don't I don't know where it falls in the the uh the, the 2000 AD uh mythology. But it's beautiful to look at and um, I have no problem with that, but yeah, if, if you want something that's different that doesn't um, require you to have read forty years of, of comics, try Two Thousand AD. Anthologies are great. You're all, you're going to find something you, you you like in an anthology. May not all fo- float your boat, but there will at least be one or two in each issue that that are um, to your liking. And, you know, I got to give it up. They, they play, I was harping on Image for keeping, a, a house, trying to keep a, a house, commercial house style. If you look at 2000 AD, they keep it in the Judge Dread camp for at least two of the series. Where it, it may not be Dread proper, but it looks like Dread, And then they, they have a little bit of wiggle room with the other three in the book but they keep it close to the vest with dread and one other and then they experiment with other stuff so there's risk but is not as as risky as if it was all you know unlike dread mm-hmm. yeah i i had a great time we lost jason you did not all right you did not do, do you have experience with um 2000 AD or or, not.
0: Well, just um, just two or three years ago, when um, when some of our buddies sent sent us a bunch, I, I we talked about and read a bunch, but right. I haven't admittedly kept up with it. So it's not that it wasn't good. I it just uh, I don't know. It, it's never. It's always in the periphery, and I never think to prioritize it. But but I I don't think it's for lack of. I suspect if I prioritized it, I would really enjoy it, but I, I, I just don't. Uh, I don't know. It's it's a, it's a white space. And they've never renumbered two
2: thousand and forty issues, and they've never pressed the reset button. Mm-hmm. That's that's a feat.
0: That is pretty cool.
2: I don't think there's a uh, a book currently published by any other publisher that's reached two thousand issues.
1: Hmm.
2: Yeah, I may be wrong,
3: but even modern. Uh,
2: I don't know. Yeah, I, I can't say. But in their uh, to their benefit, it is a weekly.
3: Yes.
2: So it's easy, it's easier to rack them up when you're when you're kicking out a book every week.
3: Hmm. We're racking up
2: kicking them out every
3: week. Well, that's us. Exactly. Like houses.
2: Maybe we'll get to to two thousand soon. Well, maybe Oof. soon. A, I don't the, know. It
3: depends. We need need more than uh, two a month. Um, uh, so two or uh, more. five five a month. Yes, two or more. two or more. Two or more. Oh, two or more yes. extra.
0: We can guarantee that we'll do six or more a month if we keep up the Patreon funding. Why don't you tell them about that? Well patreon.com backslash 11 o'clock comics. It is the for a long time many of you asked us how you could support the show and uh, just listening is is of course always going to be the greatest way you can support it but uh, Patreon has enabled us to uh, offer some other options your way and the cool part about it is uh, it's a quid pro quo thing I think. We have tried very hard to offer up a lot of cool extra incentives and bonuses for the audience in general, as well as for the specific people who choose to be patrons. It's been a lot of fun so far. We're entering our third month. Um, It's been wildly successful and I think highly productive and enjoyable to add on some of the stuff. It's like, it's, it's actually been fun to do more work and we are banging through our tiers. Um, with the most recent tier that we achieved being the, uh, Google Hangout, which we will be announcing any day now, the details. I know you're all waiting with bated breath. Uh, and then the next one coming is, um, six episodes or more a month. So for those of you that want more EOC, the easiest way to do that, if you haven't done so, is to go on to Patreon and, uh and join the fun and join the uh the, the legion of patrons that have uh signed up so far. Yes, we thank true. you so much.
3: Uh we um there was some extra audio this weekend for the patrons. Mm-hmm. Um myself and uh the phenomenal Daniel White uh mm-hmm. sat down and chatted about a few things as well as uh reviewed the 3 issue series uh, the three issue story from, uh, Batman legends of the dark Knight faces by Matt Wagner. And Monday we announced the August book of the month and released the candidates for this month. Voting ends on the afternoon of Friday, August 11th. So you have this week, you have next week, um, And, uh, once we decide on, once, once the winner is chosen, um, we'll announce, uh, probably towards the end of the month when, um, well, usually the last episode of the month, uh, we will, uh, discuss that book in detail. I know we've had, we've had quite a bit of fun with the other two. I know the the Cosmic Odyssey, I enjoyed dissecting that, really, really enjoyed, uh, talking about first one Planetary, um, so I'm looking forward to seeing i have a feeling I know which one's gonna win in August so um all oh, you yeah. I'm looking forward to uh oh, to, all yeah. to reading whole future perfect so um <laughs> what <laughs> he's kidding he's kidding so, should we should we tell them Ronan that? is running away with it yes Ronan is running away with it finally um I guess they they were just like, listen if we don't pick it now it's just never gonna go away so <laughs> so true um. Should we run I down have, the list, or should we save that for next week? Oh, run it down. Run it down. Okay. Uh, your choices for this month, um, which will probably be next month's winner. Astro City, Life in the Big City. The Bo Jeffries Saga. The Damned, Volume 1, Three Days Dead. Daredevil, Guardian Devil. Hulk, Future Imperfect. JLA Earth 2. Nick Fury versus S.H.I.E.L.D creature volume one gone to texas and just so everybody knows that's that's the first six issues from the um from the trade paperback i know that there's a book one which both hardcover and trade includes 12 issues we're just looking at the first six uh punisher born ronin as we mentioned and superman red sun so um yeah you're have over um 100 patients who are eligible to vote as of right now um we may we may already be close to, if not surpass, the number of votes we got last month. But as of, uh, <laughs> as of right yeah. now, not everybody who is eligible to vote has voted. Uh, so please get on that and, and do so. Um, I know you should so-
2: call the Ronin Absolute Ronin because that's the uh, edition I'll be reading Same. when we... I,
3: yes. don't, I don't have that version, so... Ooh. Tell it all, y'all. Bring um, it, Frank. Own on it. The... Um, Yeah, so so uh, get your vote on, basically. Yes. Vote on.
0: Are we going to uh, talk more comics here? Why not? I I I don't see it on your list, Vince. So I'm not sure. Where are you on Cannibal?
2: Oh, last one I read was five. Okay. Why? What is it? uh, Seven just came out this Uh,
0: weekend. Wow! Yeah, behind as well. Well, tell me about it. What? Wait, let me... Actually, seven might be next week, because Image gave, us, oh, the, the pre, they gave yes. us the week ahead. I don't remember if it was this week or next week, but Image was kind enough to... I read it this week, because they provided it to us, but I don't... I, I have to double-check it. We may not be able to talk about it until next week. Anyway. Okay. Um. But, um, it, but yeah, just because you were the one who introduced me to this book, and uh, this is the... We're now in the middle of the second arc, and... Um, I I, it's I love the art so much. Uh, Just I just adore the art. It's just Um, knocking on your
2: door. That's that's the stuff that opens your eyes more often than not.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, But it's just I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know what they're going to do because it's such an interesting. You know, we there's so many zombie stories out there now, and we've talked about this. I mean, in a way, this is not dissimilar to something like a, a crossed. Uh, it's nowhere near as 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 puerile as as crossed is. Um, this is more of a character driven story, mm-hmm. where you're supposed to empathize with the plight. But it's a it's a fascinating idea, which is what would you do if if there were cannibals, but they were legit normal otherwise. It's just that it, it's more analogous to certain vampire stories, where vampires learn to deal with their blood lust by. By, but by being members of society, you know, by doing things like drinking cow's blood or cadaver blood or going to blood banks, it's, it's, you wonder if that's how they're going to go with this, where these are yeah. good people generally that are infested with this insatiable need to eat flesh, but it's not because they're crazy or sadistic or homicidal. They, they just have an un, unbearable, almost like a drug addiction to the idea. So it's like, what if you just flipped the littlest teeny switch off in someone's brain? You just changed one small part of their of their existence, and how would that wreck havoc to their lives? Um, and uh, it, it, this is a, one of those books where I suspect we'll have to hit rock bottom before we have any kind of 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 bounce back, because right now things are continuing to get worse, not better.
2: It's a cool just, premise. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I. I I don't. You're you're right though. It's it's not like uh, the zombie uh, genre at all because no. there's no turning that on and off. It is. Mm-hmm. It, it's very much like vampirism. Cool cool um, discovery on your part. No, oh, you discovered it. Well, no, I mean the the fact that it's more vampirism than it is zombies. Oh, I okay. see. There's one thing I want to have, Mister. Price clarify. Mm. Yeah. Now, now, he got me to read a book from Aftershock called World Reader. Did you read that, Jason, at all? I have not. Okay. Written by Jeff Loveness, illustrated by Juan Doe. Mm-hmm. And I said to, to Dap, I said, wow, World Reader. Whew, visually. Stunning, and I don't think he agreed
3: with me. You don't. Mm-hmm. The Fifty came out today. Um, I didn't get. Oh, that, I didn't but, read that. Yeah, I didn't. I read, didn't that. read that. Um, no, it is a. It is a very visually stunning book.
2: Uh, oh, okay. Then I must have misinterpreted
3: you. No, I that. think no. The the um. My. My main. Issue with it um, is because it's because of Wando's style. Uh, there are very large panels. You're not getting um, you're not getting a ton of it, this isn't secret weapons. This isn't this isn't uh, no watch. You're not. you're a tarantula. You're not. You're getting. You're, you're getting. You know. Four, five, six, seven, maybe panels um on a page, a lot of people are you know you know wando's art style they're they're broad shoulders they're 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 tall people, there's a lot of head there a lot of face, so uh I think my main issue with it is how um how uh, slow is not the right word, but it does it it reads quickly for me because.
0: It, it is. It is
3: yeah. mostly pictures. It's. It's very visual, and yes, there is some. There is some dialogue here because of who the characters are in, and and are in space. And I'll let Vince go into detail as far as. Well, there's there's really not a whole lot of detail, right? But I mean, why are they in space? What are they doing? Who? I mean, this woman, she is the, title character basically. She can, if they go to dead worlds, and and she's basically, uh, able to, not so much relive, but at least explain or experience what um why the world is what why this world is now dead um but she is mostly a civilian and and she really doesn't fit in according to the captain of the mission uh she's more of a liability than than anything else so um
2: yeah the the Jason the captain carries a grudge because he had hoped to be the first man to you know encounter an alien civilization and all the civilizations they encounter are all
1: dead mm-hmm. they oh, they okay. hop,
2: they hop from planet to planet and there are traces of a civilization there are you know uh language and buildings and, mm-hmm. and there have been people here it, it, there in in at some time in the past but that is no more and the, there's something actively destroying all these civilizations and it's called the faded man. And, and this, this Sarah, the world reader, she's like the Teresa Caputo of space. She Mm -hmm. can, she, she taps into dead people and they talk to her. Um, And so she reads the world through its dead souls and she keeps encountering the same thing. This, this, this faded man is actively extinguishing life and that's basically world reader in a nutshell who is this faded man we don't know why is he um extinguishing life we don't know but now she knows that there's a problem right so that's where we were at but
3: it also because before she could kind of keep a low profile yeah right right yeah and and, uh her 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 cover is kind of kind of blown but like it, it is it's that's that's probably my only um my only negative about it is that it it is a quick read. We we read Animosity, or we'll read um, the uh, Unholy Grail. We'll read other aftershock books, and and they take some time. Jimmy's Bastards is not a quick read, and as, no. I mean, not only is it wordy, but it's it's you know you need to. Russ puts a lot of work into the work on the page, and and I enjoy yep. soaking that up, and 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 just. Being a part of it and, and Wands because, because of his style, because he's not, he's not cross hatching, He's very open. It's, every line is, is where it needs to be and, and it, everything is laid out cleanly and clearly. Um, but it is, it's, it's a style that, um, not so much, it wasn't like this in American Monster, but here it's, it's because of the colors, because they're in space, because they're on a spaceship. Um, it's very easy to just take in a panel and move on to the next one. You're not, you're not, hovering over the pages like you would in other books and and
2: um yeah i i agree with you on that i do but i mean i i am glad that you're not holding him to a uh, a lesser standard because he has taken a different approach than russ braun where russ is oh, very right, detail yeah. very detail oriented Juan is he's very design oriented
3: and you wouldn't necessarily need i mean maybe on the planet's I mean they're dead planets, so maybe not a lot of detail. But I mean on the ship, there are other parts where, yeah, you probably could have someone going around and, and, and putting in a lot of backgrounds and, and, and knobs and switches and, and to give you a, a feel of, of it. Right. This is a more realistic environment. But because Juan's style is also on the cartoony side of things and going back to Russ, it's a little bit more in, in um the the real world more or less. Um I don't think I. I think Juan's style is perfect for this story, but it's just it's it's a quick read kind of story.
2: Yeah, and and this is not a dig at the the uh, Jeff Loveness or Juan Doe mm-hmm. World Reader does not have the layers that Animosity has. Right. It it takes me a good set of time to read Animosity because. I'll stop and think, wow, you know, that's pretty damn deep Mm -hmm. because that, that raises a lot that the, 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 um, contingencies that are possible when you have this or this are worth thinking about. World reader is pretty straightforward so far. There's really not a whole lot of gray area. Something is killing civilizations and this Sarah is finding out. I mean, it's, there's, it's it's not multifaceted yet. Maybe we'll get right. there. You know, whereas animosity, there's a lot to chew on, pun intended. So mm-hmm. I, I, one of the things I appreciated was the ship's computer is called Kirby.
1: hmm Nice. Thank
2: you. Thank you. You you're, you're awesome. But now I'm I'm continually uh, and pleasantly very surprised by aftershock. I wrote them off, and I ignored them and thanks to Jason and David they have proven me uh, wrong, that it was not very wise of me to do that Aww. Aww. yeah alright, let's see how we're looking here bop bop bop, alright you guys want to talk about anything else or we bring this on mm-hmm. home because my list has been extinguished nice, look at that
3: uh, yeah, I got something for my new travels that I'll hold off on. I did finally finish, um, the Wade, Somney, Wilson, Black Widow. Uh, oh. I, read, I read 10, 11, 12. Um, how was know, that? It was, it, I liked it, uh, mostly because it's Wade and, and Somney and Wilson. Uh, there was, um it it ended pretty much how it expected i mean the, the, the series starts off uh, with natasha on the run from shield and kind of being wanted uh she's got a price on her head and and like i said it, it it ends the way it it really should have and and I think the way you would expect with these characters um but some seeds were planted where other writers uh, other creators can kind of run. With some things that uh, that Wade had um, set up, especially towards the the end of the series, but uh, bad guys were vanquished, and and uh, there were some really cool ideas. There, there's a um, there's an installation uh, in Antarctica that uh, basically that's where everything that runs Shield is run from. So, uh, if, if this installation were to go down, then helicarriers around the world would just come crashing down. Uh, every shield agent would be outed. Um, it's, it's basically like every plot from every mission impossible movie would happen if this installation went down and Mm -hmm. there's a, um, all, there's a like a nuclear reactor uh that has six keys that is needed uh the six keys are needed to to turn everything off uh all six keys need to be turned at the same time and just like a firing squad one of those keys is a dud and nobody knows which key it is. Uh, there are six scientists and, and agents walking around this installation um, with, or there, there's a bunch of them around, but only six of them have um, have these keys. And Natasha is going up against six girls who have been trained similar to the way she was in the um, in the Red Room. Uh, they've been tasked to get the keys. And Natasha's gotta stop them. It ends it, it's it's a solid solid ending and, and uh the back matter in the last issue, um Wade kind of explains that when they when when he and Chris were when they had to wrap up their Daredevil run, uh because I guess they wanted the published character to kind of be more in line with the T V version, which i ain't seen yet so i don't know Mm -hmm. how exactly the soul daredevil is is in line with with what netflix is doing but Mm -hmm. the um they decided to take on black widow and and i think uh i think their style their storytelling style really works with this character this wasn't this was you know a solid 12 issue story uh you got uh, you got the winter soldier you got scenic fury or the watcher uh, there the you got a little bit more of a, of an origin on on Natasha which is kind of in line with with the movie version which is fine but i I really um I, enjoy, I don't know if this is uh, the ultimate Black Widow story, I don't know how many there are, but I think that uh if you're a fan of the character or of these creators, uh chances are you will you will like this series. I am I am seriously looking forward to um since we were talking about the few creators that that Marvel has that we do really, really enjoy and, and me getting back to the Mighty Thor is on my list as well. But uh, I'm really looking forward to Wade and Somney and probably Wilson uh, taking over or starting over uh, Captain America. And I just really... I, I think they work really, really well together. And uh, to see, see Wade back on Cap and, and to see Chris drawing the character um, something I'm kind of looking forward to. So hopefully that's something that uh, I can... Say positive things about as far as Marvel in the near future, uh, but that was um, that was really the main, the only thing I really read um, for this week. There are a couple other things which I know you guys haven't caught up on, but they're not they're not quite finished yet. Like the the current storyline, and All Star Batman I think wraps up in another issue or two. Um, Batman Shadow I read three and four, but they still that wraps up in another two issues. And I just noticed. That dynamite is now going to do their own version of Shadow Batman, and, and have a series. It,
2: and it's an on no, it's an ongoing. It's an ongoing? Get the hell out! Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Well, yeah, uh, hmm.
3: a six part event. So yes, it's a six part you... ongoing series.
1: Okay.
2: Okay. Good. Don't. Um, don't... Did you guys see? Um, I don't know if you've, you you looked at the the previews with any kind of um, uh, critical eye, but. Avatar this month
3: get there. Mm-hmm.
2: has put the pause on all their regular series. Okay. Nothing, nothing new will be published from Avatar,
1: mm-hmm. and
2: they're, they're offering their seminal works, uh, collections of their seminal works for five ninety
0: nine. Interesting.
2: They are in trouble.
0: Mm. Trouble.
2: That says big T trouble to me. You right. Um, I'm gonna take advantage of it because I don't have Alan Moore's uh, Fashion Beast, and I don't have the single issues. I don't have I don't have anything of that, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna get it for five ninety nine. But look, they they offer like a you know Black Ass and uh, Gravel, a couple volumes of Gravels in there. Mm-hmm. Doctor Sleepless, um, Disenchanted are in there for five ninety nine. But it just it seems like a desperate move by a publisher that's on its you know uh oh all the
3: freak it, angel stuff
2: yeah freak angels is, is in there it just seems like they're on the the, the life support and yeah lug is almost going to be pulled right right oh god black summer Jesus. and it doesn't make sense because crossed is not offered um
3: dicks is offered
2: yeah, well, I know what yeah, I'm just saying. You, can't go, you can't go wrong with dicks, but it's like, uh, Uber's not in there. Like all the really um, oh, challenging stuff,
3: Jason. You read all about the strange killings.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. But it's just wow. I was wow, shocked yeah, when I saw that craziness abounds. But anyway, all right, everybody. Hey, thank you so much for being here with us. Um, As usual, this episode of 11 O'Clock Comics has been brought to you by who?
0: Discount Comic Book Service.
2: Discount Comic Book Service, where you can get your books, get them fast, get them delivered right to your door for a mere fraction of that excessive number printed on the cover or back cover. Um, In your travels, I got my DCBS box for the month today. Me too. Just about enough time after work to open up the box, um, take the books out of the plastic, maybe thumb through one or two, and sit my ass down and record this show. I took a shower in between there, but whatever. Um, So I'm just going by what it looks like because I have no experience with the story at all. But I implore you to read. From um, Retrofit and Big Planet Comics, written and drawn by Tyler Landry. This thing is called uh, Shit and
1: Piss
2: (laughs) by by Tyler Landry. Um, Most of the pages are a nine-panel grid, like Watchmen. And it involves, it's, it's black and white. Uh, and uh, Grace, well, yeah, Grace. It involves um, mutants and a man trying to get um, away from a very belligerent group of people—naked mutants, actually, with their heads caved in. You have the uh, Darwinism in full focus. It's a savage book. There are mm-hmm. people. E- there are people eating other people in here. There are creatures with uh, one eye stalks. I don't know what it's about at all, but I like the way it looks a lot. I like a lot the way it like looks. Like a lot. Yeah, its, and it's cover price is only ten dollars for a, a. It looks like it's more than hundred pages, but um, I'll have more to speak on after I've read it. But it's called shit and piss. It's brutal, savage, and uncompromising visuals. How could it be bad? I want to read it with you, so have it read for next week, because I, I won't take no for an answer. Shit and piss. Tyler Landry.
3: Hmm. Um, in your travels. Um, Hi. There were um, one thing that did come out today, um, this isn't the main thing, but uh, since Superman was mentioned and and this isn't the story that that I want Vince to catch up on but the past two issues were basically the um the Kent uh summer trip where they were kind of RVing uh to a few places around the country and, and letting Jonathan learn about uh some of our history as far as um some of the wars we fought in and and uh and some of the people that have been affected by that along the way. So it was it was interesting. It, the art was by um uh the original Copperhead artist himself, uh Galewski, Um Scott Galuski, and, and still written by um Tomasi and Gleason, but it was a nice um I'm not gonna call it a breather or or um that it was I mean the, the timing was right because it is summer. And and people go away. Uh, But it was was a neat little story. But the one thing that I really was... um, Figured I'd just give it a shot. Because I remember we mentioned it. It was brought up during a previews episode a couple months back. And um, I really wasn't going to bother with it when uh, you guys brought it up. But this is from Boom. It is written by Greg Pack. Art is by Takishi Miyazawa. Uh and uh, um colored by Triona Farrell. This is Mech Cadet U. And I liked it. What'd you say?
2: Wow, you got that? I, yeah. I was I was looking at that. I um I did not order it unfortunately. I liked
3: it. I, I um they, they, they kind of. It's. Use basically. Uh, he he's the support staff. He and his mom basically are the the janitors at uh, at the um, at this Sky Corps um, school training facility. And and uh, basically the, the the mechs pick they choose. Their pilot, they, they who, who they're going to pair up with, uh, and this all started many, many, many years ago. Um, 60 years ago, the first recorded uh, Robo Mech from outer space landed uh, in Arizona and uh, befriended a scout by the name of uh, Skip Tanaka, and that every year um, the cadets at the top of their class are brought to that same mountain range in Arizona uh, at the mechs land and pick their uh, their pilot Um, and apparently one of the mechs kind of doesn't really make it all the way to the mountain range Um, ends up befriending you which is kind of odd, since you isn't actually a cadet. He doesn't. He wasn't going to to school for training. Uh, but I like the the kind of almost Iron Gianty vibe I'm getting. The art is very much um, r- reminds me of, of Robotech uh, from the old Kamiko series. Uh, but it, it's a. I, I I really like the art. Like I said, I, I didn't know what to expect going in and um uh, they're they're already establishing a um not quite a nemesis but th- there's there's one character who because she's a cadet and you as a custodian thinks that uh you know she can kind of treat him however she wants in a way she wants to treat him uh but she's apparently at the top of her class, but when a mech does not show up to pick her uh something is in the works that she's more along the lines of the entitled vindictive character um whereas you is obviously the the dude you're rooting for and and I kind of like the way his his mech is somewhat sort of kind of falling apart he he's uh just one piece above his eye that 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 keeps popping off and you just kind of keeps handing it to him so he puts it back on and it's it's happened a couple times and in the first issue, but the colors are popping. It's it's a um, it's a slick art style. Um, I'll probably uh, give the next couple of issues a shot, but I, um, I I decided what the hell I'll go for it. Tried it on a whim. Uh, if you read it, cool. Let us know. And if if, um, if you're on the fence about it, then definitely uh, I, I would suggest checking it out.
0: Nice. Um, I, I am going to say in your travels to read a book, one without pictures, um, as I did this week. In anticipation of what is sure to be one of the bigger movies of next year, um, I've had this book on my shelves for at least two years, if not longer. And had never gotten around to reading it. Uh, I corrected that this week and am the better man for it. I am talking about Ready Player One by Ernest Cline. Uh, For those that don't know, it is going to be a major blockbuster movie uh, directed by Steven Spielberg next summer. Um, This is Spielberg's return to the movies that made Spielberg Spielberg. In the sense that it's all about, um, you know, it's a giant popcorn uh, summer action flick. She hasn't done in a long time. Um, for, for those that don't know, this is a book um, that is set in the year 2044, and it is a world where essentially the reality sucks. Uh, most people are impoverished, barely get by, um, and as a result, almost everybody in the world spends most of their time plugged into the Oasis, which is uh, a virtual reality that was built by one man, um, and, uh, it's, it's, it's virtual reality on steroids. I mean, it's essentially a completely immersive, uh, place where there are almost, uh, infinite number of worlds that cater to any whim or fantasy or reality that you want to live. And it's a pretty cool premise in the sense that it is, uh, basically the founder of Oasis was an eccentric uh, gentleman who passes away. And upon his death, he sends a video to all of the people that are in the Oasis and tells them that there are deeply hidden within the universe, the Oasis universe, are clues, three keys. And if you find each key and unlock them, the gates you can you can find a, an easter egg that he's hidden and that easter egg will the first person to find the easter egg will be entitled to his fortune he had no heirs so the 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 fortune that he has which is valued at about 300 billion dollars and control of oasis will be um is up for grabs and this is a story of of wade watts a young man who has been um along with many others has uh, has been searching for the keys for a long time and finally finds one. And, uh, and, and it's, uh, it it is just, it it is the ultimate fan service to anyone that was nostalgic for eighties and nineties pop culture. Um, and what's going to be super cool about the movie is if you've seen the previews, he drives around the DeLorean from back to the future. He flies an X-wing fighter. um, I mean, but but this is just an incredible book, dude. I mean, anything that you're nostalgic for from our childhoods, from, you know, to games like Joust, to text-based games like Zork, to TV shows like ALF, to, I mean, anything you can imagine that you were nostalgic for are touched upon in this book. Um, and it is, it's so good. It's so much fun. Um, have either of you read this?
3: Nope, nope
0: Well, I can tell you that um, since almost every time there's ever been a movie made of a book the book is better Um, give this book a try, it's a super fast read, Uh, now what's interesting is I'm having my sons read it and I'm very curious to see if the book is as charming and exciting to someone who has no tether to those pop culture references
2: What is that, that drumming? When you're it's going boom 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 like when you're speaking. Do you I hear it,
3: Dap? I do. I don't
0: Go know. ahead. Go ahead. Continue. Yeah. Let's um, see what okay. Um but uh but so I'm curious to, to whether younger people will find as much joy in this because there are like homages to Pac Man, uh homages to war games, you know, the Matthew Broderick movie, a ton of homages to Dungeons and Dragons. Wow. Um uh,
2: it, 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 so what I mean. is it? Is
0: it fiction or is it uh, – Yeah, it's a fiction. It's, of course it's fiction. It's set in like 2044. How could it okay. not be fiction?
2: No, I'm just saying like just uh, uh, when you say homages, there are things in the story that are supposed to be Dungeons & Dragons, but it's not no, the same thing. No, no they, really no, yeah. no, they really
0: are. No, no, they really are. This, Basically, this world is because this guy created the, – the, the guy that died, the founder of the Oasis, was an, a kid from the 80s. He was in, oh, a child of the eighties. Okay,
2: 80s. I get it now. I got gotcha, you. So, gotcha.
0: so he recreated all these things in this universe, and in order to become his heir, you need to the, the these people have to get just totally immersed into this period. and And it sets up in the beginning of the book that when he passes away and the search begins, that the entire um, terrestrial Earth uh, undergoes a, a rebirth of love for the eighties. So people are walking around in wigwams and fluorescent, you know, checkered shirts and vans and and wearing ray-bans and that sort of thing and everybody's listening to 80s music and everybody just becomes completely obsessed with 80s and 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 early 90s culture because they know that to understand that is to f- hopefully find a way to to the treasure right it's basically a giant treasure hunt and okay. it's just incredible um and then it's uh there there's a ton on on um uh uh Japanese culture events like Ultraman and, cool. and uh and, and there's, there's 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 Kaiju there's Godzilla I mean there's pretty much anything that floats your boat no matter what kind of kid you were or what you're into is touched on in these in in, in this story and uh it's just incredible. I mean, the the race to to get the keys and unlock them, and then there's there's a, there's fantastic villains in the form of this uh, this IO Corp, which is a or IOI Corp, which is this giant corporation which has been spending all of their money buying up all of the 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 secrets and the tips and the the rare items in Oasis to try and be the ones to unlock and and win um, the the guy's fortune and uh, and and they don't play fair and 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 they the, you know they're the thorns in the side of the 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 good heroic hunters of this fortune like wade and his friend a and uh uh h and uh and his his love interest um uh his love interest who's um quite fetching in the in the movie i i just looked at the casting today to see and i can say this like in the book the uh wade is a is a chubby nerdy kid and in the movie he's a he, he's not <laughs> in the movie he's like he's like super good looking and same thing like the the girl in the book artemis she's she's kind of chubby and and, and squat and in the in the movie she's gorgeous you know beautiful but but either way man like like if 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 you're our age and you're a geek I don't see how this book doesn't send shivers up your spine um so uh for for God's sakes if you haven't read it read it before next summer when everybody's talking about it
2: it's only a little teeny bit of a dig so Steven Spielberg is gonna catch up to stranger things Three years after the fact?
0: No, it, it's, it's really it's not accurate at all because this book came out in 2011. It's been in the world.
2: Ah,
0: I mean, okay. No, I mean, no, this is I mean. This is Stranger Things is an homage to the 80s. It's set in the 80s. this is this is a a, a science fiction story um, that deals with virtual reality, but it's 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 steeped in literally thousands of references to pop culture from that time uh, i mean that, that is that that is the conceit that that this guy was this guy was so passionate about his own childhood that he hid the keys to the fortune within that culture and and so these younger people trying to find the fortune to make a better life have had to become experts in this and we go along for the ride so it's uh it's a love letter but a much more overt love letter to all the things that were in pop culture at that time versus, you know, Stranger Things is just again evocative of that time. Um, yeah,
2: how so. many pages?
0: Hold on, uh, three hundred and eighty-four. Oh, well, that's not bad. That's doable. No, nah, it's a super quick read. It, it's a super quick read, and and whether it's a quick read for people that don't get the, co- I could see this. I could see my kids hating this because. Like I have been in a position where I've read books that make reference to cultural things that I didn't care about or didn't know about. And it feels tedious. So I could see that being the case here. If you, if you don't know what Zork is or dungeons and dragons or war games or, or Pac-Man or kit or Ultraman or, or, or Mechagodzilla, like I could see this being annoying, you know, because you're, it just, you're not going to have a frame of reference. absent Looking all that stuff up. So to, to our listeners, if, I know a lot of them have read it. If you've read it and you were a child of the 80s, I'd love to hear what you thought versus if you weren't a child of the 80s, did you find this book to be less enjoyable or tedious? Cool.
2: Gots to get it. Why hasn't it been um, adapted into comics yet? It just seems like something that would be perfect.
0: Hmm. I I don't know. I have no, no idea.
2: All right. Well, hey, everybody. Thank you for being here with us. You got to come back next week because not only will we have a surprise, but if you don't, Dap is going to get his little panties and a pretzel. Yes. So yes, so little, please.
3: Little panties you let me borrow.
2: Yes. So please come back next week. Uh, join us on the Facebooks. We got our own little group there. Come to our website, 11o'clockcomics.com, Twitter, all that stuff. In the meantime, uh, Patreon. Uh, forward slash eleven o'clock comics. In the meantime, say good night. <laughs> no, don't laugh. David.
3: Wow. Yes. Good night. Are you supposed to laugh. <laughs> Yeah. David. Nice. Very well done. Ah, oh, thank you for the sound effects. Yes. Oh, we didn't get to talk about uh alien covenant.
2: Oh well. Uh, has Jason seen it? No. Did okay. you finish it? I did. Okay. All right. that, was I not right? Massively
3: important. Oh, it absolutely is. It's it's yes yeah, yeah, it story as far as the story goes yes if you are a fan of the franchise if if you if you want to know why things are the way they are um then yes you absolutely should watch it um it is it is a direct sequel to Prometheus so and Oh, I don't like Prometheus I so just shut up and i just if if you yeah um <laughs> do us a favor and shut up i just but it's it's <laughs> I am just, I am completely, there's a difference between, I said this to Hassan, there's a difference between being arrogant and being just completely stupid. And the crew mm-hmm. of the Covenant are some of the most walking, brain-dead motherfuckers on the planet, in space. I, it's just, I cannot understand why they chose to do, it's, I, I, you know, if you're scared, I understand, If. but I mean, they just make some bonehead fucking decisions, and it. it, it almost hurts it doesn't it doesn't destroy the movie but it's just one of those things where it's just like all y'all deserve every fucking thing that's happened to you and it's there there have been other crews where you just there do you even the marines from from aliens you're like okay you know you there you never i never felt that they were dumb uh mm-hmm. they they were they did not have the upper hand and and they they were overpowered and um but i don't think they made too many stupid decisions there are people who are and man why would you why why would you volunteer for a mission if if you're worried if if you, if you don't like the second in command even if he may never become the captain if that person has a chance of being the captain i just it, it, from, from jump i was just like why would you? Why would you do that? I don't. I mean, I know why they're all on the ship and what they're trying to do, and 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 it's a worthwhile mission, and and I I, I think it's a good idea, but I I just um, it was just some poor ass decision making, but you'll watch it, and 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 I I just I thought the effects were great. I thought the story was really solid. Um, it was just some of the characters just had me scratching my head.
0: In Feeling some kind and of
3: way. I did. I did. But Vince loves everybody, so he's not going to say anything.
1: hmm
2: Well, I, I, it's kind of hard for me to critique Ridley Scott.
3: I can understand that.
2: He's one of the untouchables. I know. mm mm-hmm. Yep.
3: All right.
2: So that's so. that? I, well, no, I just, I'm not saying I, I won't. I just want... Jason to see it before we we get into it oof alright but was I wrong I mean there's some fire and stone in there
3: am I I, right Yeah.
2: I'm just wondering if they you know had a little touchdown with Dark Horse and say hey this is damn brilliant we're going to use this uh, that would be nice but I doubt it alright everybody hey thanks for being here with us Uh, We love you so much. Just come back next week. I told you why. Just come back. Don't, don't, don't get them all upset. Bye. Peace and elbow grease.